You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. This is Morrison from the Couch Potatoes. Uh, we are doing a retrospective on the series The Sopranos, probably the greatest thing HBO will ever create. Yes. Um, uh, Alex is uh, out this episode, so I'm sitting here with... This is Cap. And Quinn. And today we'll be covering uh, a retrospective on The Sopranos from HBO. Yeah, we've been talking about it just here and there on Something Good for You on the and, uh, past Couch Potatoes episodes because we're all kind of uh, re-watching it just randomly yeah. at least i have been well it's, it's got a lot of replay yeah, value <laughs> it's got a lot of replay value when uh so when did you start watching it cap i watched it for the first time i guess it must have been like uh four or five years ago mm-hmm. i was living with uh uh now x at the time and uh, we were just like neither of us had watched the sopranos before and we we're like let's watch the fucking sopranos we got hbo and none of us had seen it and uh like everybody here at the table and uh, a lot of folks that have that talk about the sopranos uh you know the re the rewatch value is so much fun that everybody I've talked to that loves the show has watched it at least you know four or five times. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Quinn? Uh, funny as it is, about the same uh, time period, about five six years ago, and I, I was actually living with my ex also, and I just decided, <laughs> like, dude, it was like to a T, exactly like that. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> we I actually found it on Amazon Prime. She wasn't really interested in it, but I was just like, you know, I remember seeing this when I was like a little kid. My grandfather used to watch it all the time because he really loved it. And I just was like, all right, let's watch it through. And now, God, I'm on my fifth watch through of it. Um, I started watching it actually in uh, 2008. Hell yeah. Right after it ended. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, we had uh, Netflix, the back when they were just sending you DVDs. Yeah. And uh, I had requested uh, the Sopranos Season 1 disc. Uh, it finally came. You know how that, I don't know if you guys experienced that when you were younger, but we had the DVD version of Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. Took it. A, it took a fucking forever and a day to get a goddamn DVD <laughs> I know. to the fucking post office. But, uh, no, nah, we got it. We got it. I sat down and watched it. Uh, and I told my dad about it. I was like, hey, this is this is pretty good. I only watched the first disc, so it was only like three episodes. And I was just like, this is pretty cool. Uh, and then I said, fuck that, and just started bootlegging them. <laughs> and got it from a guy he worked with who bootlegged the whole fucking series on a stack of like five discs. Hell yeah. And uh, we had a DVD player that played like MP4s and stuff, so the whole format you could put so many fucking <laughs> episodes on a disc so yeah we the way god intended yeah the right. way god intended to be fucking stolen <laughs> but uh but no i was actually on hbo kick for a very long time uh during high school uh, we didn't have hbo but i would find the shows online where you could i don't know if you remember streaming online back in the day through these like proxy websites like oh yeah, uh, yeah. one two three movie solar movie i actually saw taken a year and a half before it came out in the united states because it came out in <laughs> europe like two years earlier and i'm just I'm, like wow this is a pretty cool movie and then it came out like a, like two years later i'm just like yeah i've seen it it's, yeah it's whatever shit. yeah I folks that would do that too i, I kind of did all my hbo catch-up around that uh same time like i watched mm-hmm. the sopranos and i also watched uh the wire around the of same course. time the wire, too. Was, the, wire, the wire for me didn't have a lot of rewatch value it it doesn't like i tried to rewatch it a while back and i got through the first season it was kind of tough yeah that and uh, a show i did watch a couple times over was oz which is about uh, a prison 
yeah. which, is, which actually came out a little bit before The Sopranos. Uh, I think and, the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, no, go I, was, go ahead. I was about to say, I think the funniest thing, though, that I remember from Oz was that Peter Steele was actually in an episode. Peter Chris was, too, from Kiss. Are you serious? Yeah. Chuck <laughs> Simmons played a white supremacist rapist. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, Peter Steele was one of the guys that was uh, in his gang. Um, yeah. When oh, the yeah. dude's the coming. Teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. When the dude was coming back from his parole hearing, he pops in real quick and just grabs him. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a pretty neat show. It was a pretty neat show. A lot of characters are mismatched between, like, if you ever seen shows from Showtime, like Dexter, mm-hmm. or uh, some of the new stuff on like Stars, like Yellow Jackets and stuff, yeah. you'll see some of these people like flood in and mm-hmm. out. Um, well, a lot of the people from Dexter are in Oz. Well, oh yeah, I believe of, it. And a lot of people from Oz are in Sopranos and The Wire. Yeah, and like a lot of HBO shows. Like I remember, like because yeah, wa- all filmed on the same lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember watching like uh, I, I watched Entourage when it was like kind of fresh mm-hmm. too, and I was like, that's and I would watch uh, you know. Sopranos afterwards and be like, that's the guy from fucking Entourage. That's the guy from fucking from The Wire yeah. and this, that, and the other. So it was like all the same people for the most yeah, part. Yeah, like all those people, all those actors, you know, went on to do other stuff with HBO, like uh, Carmela Soprano, uh, Edie Falco. I met her in There's State Jackie. School. Really? I, you I met, met Edie Falco? Yeah. What? Uh, she came to a, a little shit vegan restaurant in 2008 <laughs> during the election. <laughs> and uh, the guy I worked for is a huge Democrat. And um, they had the people that ran the Democrat office of Iredell County. Wait, what and were you doing with the? I was I was at a, I was a uh, cook. Oh, okay, that was the first gotcha. restaurant I ever worked at. I thought you were like a, a political vegan advi- restaurant. It's a vegan restaurant. I thought yeah. you were like a political wow. advisor at first. No. <laughs> <laughs> For Democrats in two thousand eight. Hey. hey, I was I was signed up to be a Republican by a state trooper. Okay. <laughs> he, well, he didn't give you a choice in he that didn't matter. Give you a choice? No, he's like, like uh, white, six foot two, eyes of blue, uh, Republican. Here you go, son. Like, enjoy the Dixon Classic. <laughs> Rip rocks. Free bird. Free bird. Just puts a little American flag on your lapel. Oh yeah, get that every time I vote. Yeah, look at that shiny motherfucker. I voted twice. <laughs> Two, how'd you get two stickers? Ah, you know how I got two stickers. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, uh, she came to that restaurant, and it was a just a hippie vegan restaurant that had uh, live shows mm-hmm. and stuff. I saw a few comedians there, a couple bands. Like uh, that's where I saw Aldermas Powell. Oh no shit! No wow. shit! That's where I saw him. But uh, she had came and like signed the wall and shit, and then. A few years later, the place went out of business, and I ended up working at the restaurant that came in after them and painted over that fucking signature. Oh, damn, <laughs> damn bro. That sucks. Nobody wanted to save that. No. Bye, Edie whole Falco. different New Yorker. We eat meat here at this one. We eat steak. <laughs> Edie Falco, Artemis Pyle. Yeah, like, let's race that shit. But, paint uh, some bacon over it. Yeah, yeah paint some bacon, <laughs> some stars and stripes. <laughs> but no, uh, she came to Statesville, and uh, it was it was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, I only saw her for like a quick second because I was looking in the back, and she's very small. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like I like so I I thought Tony was a lot taller in the show. Right. From watching, I thought he's probably like six four. Yeah. No, he's about he's my height. Really? And she's a lot smaller than she looks because she's wearing heels the whole time during the show. Right. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's wild, dude. Yeah. And um, i just it's, it's it's neat. Like I didn't talk to her or anything, but I was just like, oh hey, that's that's the, like, that's oh, Carmela Soprano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was when I first would start watching the show. You know, I had only. I was going through season three at the time. I was just like, oh, okay, because she just started that show, Nurse Jackie, by that time. Yeah. Which is actually not that bad of a series. I was yeah, watching a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never saw Nurse Jackie. It's yeah. not bad. It's a, it's a pretty good show. Yeah. But uh, going into this show, this uh, this came out, uh, 
in January of two, uh, 1999. Yeah. So long ago. I know. It's just like, it's weird. Forever. Like when, with everything that was in like pop culture at the time, you know, I would always see the Sopranos be uh, referenced by, with uh, people talking about movies or people talking about TV shows mm-hmm. or like they would even make those kind of like uh, references in the said TV shows at the time too oh, yeah. because it got so fucking huge. Yeah. So uh, in the pilot episode, this is more of like any other pilot episode of, of drama. Um, is we get a narration from Tony. He's actually talking to a psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Melfi or Karen <laughs> from, yeah. uh, from the Goodfellas. From the Goodfellas, yeah. <laughs> just like if she uh, she kind of just upgraded to like mob psy- psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> and she's very cool about everything. She, she really I, is. I, I doubt yeah. if Tony handed her a bloody gun, she'd be turned on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing about... Well, that's like kind of like this kind of relationship goes out throughout the whole series with like Tony and uh, the psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a very weird like dynamic because he wants to fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> and he makes and she, it very clear and he makes all these advances and she just keeps brushing him to the side every chance. Yeah, and, uh, It's very cold in her delivery but you see yeah. her like outside the meetings where she's just losing her shit the yeah. whole time too. Yeah, well she's fucking... She's terrified. She's not a criminal psychologist. No. <laughs> she's just talking to a guy who had a panic attack. Yeah. She's just doing her job. may or may not chop motherfuckers up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those things where there's that patient, uh, you know, uh, doctor confidentiality thing. Yeah, where it's she like, does, she's very, like in the beginning, she's very like on the nose because she's talking because uh, in the narration he talks about kind of what he does you know he works with his uncle his nephew came to pick him up Christopher yeah and from now on it's Christopher yeah not Christopher Christopher (laughs) Christopher I caught a lot of hell from that just like oh fucking Christopher (laughs) I was like hey at least I'm not a guinea drug addict (laughs) Jesus but uh like uh, no he, he starts narrating the whole like going into it and she stops them like immediately and she's like first of all let me just say this I don't want to pretend I know what you do and but, what? <laughs> but he's like she's like if this comes out and I feel that uh, you may harm someone in this story or I feel for like the safety of others I have to report it but it's still under confidentiality now what's your job again waste management yeah, yeah, yeah sanitation the, yes yeah, where he said he said the environment yeah <laughs> I'm just <laughs> and all I see in my head when he said the environment was when he's beating the shit out of Georgie with the ice bucket and he goes conserve <laughs> but yeah he talks about uh, so it, the beginning scene you know the opener uh, he's with Christopher Christopher's a little bit rough he's a hothead yeah. he's, he's kind of like uh, this uh, series Joe Pesci yes he's got uh, a natural canopy for a nose yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joe, Pesci, Joe Pesci killed him good fellas <laughs> oh, shit yeah you spider <laughs> it happens <laughs> but uh, before all that it, we get this picture of like a family man because uh, he's, he's trying to build up what happened why he had a panic attack and or what led up to it and he talked about uh, the ducks there was a whole premise about ducks. Yes. Yep. And about how, you know, he got so... Like, he's literally in a robe, grabs the paper, gets through the kitchen. He's like, oh, the ducks, the ducks. And I like, when you first watch the series, it's like, is this guy crazy? Like, it's James Gandolfini. But, like, is he legitimately nuts? Because I, last time I saw him before that was True Romance. That's yeah, the only that other thing I knew him from. The only other thing I knew him from was True Romance. Yeah. The scary guy who worked yeah. for Christopher Walken. He gets killed by a fucking corkscrew. Yes. <laughs> Which plays a callback in season three. But um, Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, shit. Oh, dude, my, my knowledge of this thing that, is I didn't Kung even... Fu, brother. Damn, <laughs> son. Fu, dude. 
<laughs> Next, we'll do Oz and make you guys really uncomfortable. Oh, my all God. Dicks, 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 dicks. <laughs> yeah, and prison rape. If you showed up, uh, If you showed up on time, your character didn't get raped or killed. <laughs> That's a goddamn fact. The, guy, the dude that made Oz said, you know, if they come up late, he got to make them choose between either getting killed off the show or being raped. Fucking Christ. <laughs> That's micromanaging, motherfucker. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Damn, dude. But yeah, he's going ape shit about the ducks. His fucking... Uh, his daughter, his son, it's his birthday. Because that's how it opens up. It's his yeah. birthday. And the wife, they don't give a fuck. They're very blasé about Tony, which makes me... The way David Chase wrote it, it made them hateable very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, God, who gives a fuck about the ducks? I'm like, it's like... He's happy about him. He's, he's happy. It's like it's He was guy. out there with bread, feeding him and everything, too. And like, and like a post kind of look at it now, it's just like, if this guy's as bad as you say he is, maybe you should be like, yeah, Tom, the fucking ducks are great. <laughs> yeah. Please don't kill me. Please don't, <laughs> please don't bury me with these goddamn ducks. <laughs> so, so because his wife is, you know, complacent, you know, she gets everything she wants, but she's, you know, she as knows As my dad what, says, a cunt. <laughs> she's <laughs> a cunt. Yeah. But, yeah, but she knows, but like, you know, Tony goes around and like sees other women and she knows about it but they're not saying anything his kids are complacent because you know they're spoiled and, and everything too and and Meadow, Meadow doesn't she knows but it's the unspoken yeah there's silence. a lot of that yeah. AJ yeah, is totally too. blind because AJ's young of course uh, but he has no like the way they wrote AJ he has no initiative in anything he's no. got the personality of a brick wall yeah there's like, there's like that one season like I think it's four or five where he finally gets his shit together and he's got a girlfriend and then she leaves him and then he just goes back to shit yeah <laughs> yeah for real that's what always got me with that season it's like, yeah. how, was, how was the beach oh it was great they had playstation 2 in the hotel room by yeah. the way I'm breaking up with you oh. yeah <laughs> and so so she, he's telling she's telling he's telling this really cool story about the ducks and how he's happy and all this and it kind of it kind of fucks with him a little bit now he talks about going to see his mother uh, later on because he's with Christopher and he, he's like, you know, my nephew, he works for me. And that's the other thing about Christopher. He's not really his nephew. It's Carm's yep. cousin. Yep. He happened to know his dad. That was the only thing. And I love the, the familial bonds these people make. Oh, it's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah Salvador, Salvador Bapitzera, that's your uncle. Uh, your uncle Big Pussy. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, Uncle Big Pussy. That's not, <laughs> that's not his uncle at all. No, <laughs> no nope, not at all. Nope. It's not his daddy's brother at all. No. Your Uncle Paulie. <laughs> your Uncle Paulie. Your Uncle Christopher. <laughs> and like, that's one of the things Meadow even says to AJ, too. Have you ever noticed why we have so many uncles? Doesn't that yeah. make? Doesn't that not make sense to you? Yeah. Uh, but AJ, he's just blind to the nope, fucking nope. world. doesn't even fucking pay attention. He's just going like, to play video games. He's all, he's all, he's all on the N64, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's all in on 1999. N64. <laughs> N64, and like he's got like the best band posters from that era, too. Yeah. He's wearing a Marilyn Manson shirt. <laughs> For real. At one scene, oh, no. he's got the Stuck Mojo shirt. Yeah. I know. It's just like paste every band that was like heavy metal band from like 1999 Pantera <laughs> yeah. fucking Manson and uh, so he's talking about Christopher and if you remember there's a scene he's like so I saw this man who I had business dealings with and it was the guy who owed him money Hashish and yep. it was the guy who owed, he didn't owe Tony money he owned Hesh money but Hesh is works for Tony in a way yep. and 
they run him down in a car. It, you remember that scene where you first yeah. see Tony Soprano just running this dude down in the car and starts beating the shit out of him? And he's just laughing yeah. the whole time, chasing him down, yeah. too. He's he like, told Christopher to get out of the fucking car. Get out of the yeah. car, go get him. And Christopher gets his ass kicked. He's, yes. like, That's right. he's coming down. That's right. He's coming down and he got his ass kicked. And this dude gets like, like starts nailing him in the fucking thigh because he's like, you broke my fucking leg. He's like, oh, yeah, bow, bow, bow. And it's just like, yeah, this is the kind of guy you're fucking dealing with. This is the guy you're rooting for, by the way. Yeah. And, like, he has to go because they're in front of a government building which I thought was hilarious and he's nobody's just like in broad daylight because he's a doctor the guy, the guy who did he's a doctor yeah and uh, he's like you'll find look and he points out a US HMO which is the old insurance from back in the day but HMO was I don't know if you know anything about insurance back in the or like 1990s or 2000s it was a shit show it's basically yeah. called like massive Scorpion. I forget what it's called it's um some fucked up name they gave it. Cobra Insurance. That was sort of like, oh, oh, yeah. My God. What, a, what a fucking acronym. Hey, you need health insurance? We have Cobra Insurance. What the fuck is that? It fucks you. It literally fucks you. I think I was on Cobra Insurance yeah, at one point. Cobra. What the, it's, just, it's just this weird supplemental insurance that isn't worth a fuck. Deductible? What the fuck is that? Yeah. Oh, no, no. You got to get six like 12 fucking times before you get help. This is only your sixth time. Man uh, the fuck up. Take a salt tablet, bro. You got a weak immune system. <laughs> I'm 63 years old. <laughs> and then he go. He talked. And this is where she stops him again in the conversation. She's like, "No, no, 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 no. Let me just explain something to you real quick. Stop telling me your criminal bullshit." Yeah. Or he didn't even phrase it like that. He just says something along the lines of like, uh, "Oh, so, this guy owed me something. I had to." I had to go talk to he him. Had a morning meeting. Yeah, and a breakfast yes, meeting. That's yes. what it was—a breakfast meeting. Because he even had nephew. the fucking coffee too in the car. <laughs> yeah. Like that—that—that's something kind of like a mainstay of the show. I really liked because like it was always scenes with him and Christopher. Always. Christopher, and it's just because like, he's a driver. Yeah. He's not made. You know, he's just—it's just a random. A, he's an enforcer almost. Yeah. Not a captain, just an associate a, is an associate. Uh, what the, uh, the the name would be because he's not quite made yet. He's probably a soldier at that time, but yeah, he's not yeah, made into the family. Uh, and he's doing his own thing a little bit here and there, doing these little pop market, like truck robberies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he's always kicking up. And that was kind of a funny thing I saw um, going into the series. It's like he's always kicking money up. And he has his apartment with this woman. And it's just like, what the fuck do they do? Yeah. <laughs> He's getting like probably 500 bucks every now and then from robbing trucks. Hey, it's the up. 1990s. Yeah, it works. It's like rent was probably 350 Yeah, <laughs> For real, though. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, he talks about his panic attacks, which is set off. Um, after, oh, he goes to see his mom next, which, oh my God. What a shit oh, crux of his, all of his bullshit. Yeah. And she talks to... Uh, like, when we first hear about Tony's dad, Johnny Boy Soprano... Mm-hmm. So the first, the, first thing she says, uh, your, your father, he was a saint. He was a saint. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck he was it? No, he, he was, was a fuck he was. He, he was, was a, a criminal too. <laughs> he was a monster. He killed people. <laughs> but she said, it's this weird fucking like generational mentality. She says he's like a depression kid or something. Yeah. And you know they lived through the sixties and seventies, which kind of great for the time. But you watch it now, it's just like I watch Ooh. it. I watch it now. I'm just like. It's 2010. No, 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 no. It's 1999. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> these, these are people that are still like you know uh, flip phones and are, shit. They're, yeah. They're they're around like you know that survived World War II and stuff like that. Yeah. And Tony and Tony you know watches a lot of History Channel and watches yeah. a lot of well, World his War father, II documentaries his, 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 and shit. Uh, his father-in-law was a World War II veteran. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. That's right. I yeah, forgot about that. He was 75 that. years old at the time. But he kind of has that. Old, he kind of has that. You know, old school when men were men and the fucking that 40s a, that, mentality. Like, and that's shit one too. thing I hated about the show was that whole. Tony thing he's like 
What had happened to the Gary Coopers? The Gary Coopers. The strong, yeah. silent, silent type, type, but yeah. it's like you never shut the fuck up. But at, <laughs> no point, at no point does a psychiatrist at all say, well, you know Gary Cooper went fucking nuts, right? Like, <laughs> because he never said anything out loud. It's that whole Bill Burr skit where you see a puppy and you just kind of crush that shit down. I'm like, hey, God damn it. <laughs> you just like, push it down, push it down, push it down. You know? And then you have a heart attack at 35. <laughs> but that's what, but I, but that's what you I, shouldn't have been stuffing all that stuff down. But, but that's what I love about the show, too, is that you, they, they kind of tear apart that, you know, that masculine facade, you yeah. know, the whole... Well, that's the great thing about, like, the show, because, like, at this point in time, there were no other shows like The Sopranos. No. no. Where your main figure is a family man, but also an anti-hero, yeah. a criminal, and technically evil in all senses of the word, but... As people watch it, you're relating with this dude. And this is kind of like the trope of like the 1990s too. It's like mm. there's no like cut, you know, cut and dry, you know, good guys and bad very guys. Gray. Very yeah, gray, very gray area. A lot of gray area in the 90s with uh, your Bill Gates, your Steve Jobs, your Bill Clintons, your Stone Cold Steve Austin's. Your Stone Cold Steve Austin's. <laughs> Goddamn right, we got to yeah. throw him in there. <laughs> yeah, everybody like the heel. The yeah. age of the heel, I think, would be the best term for describing the 90s. That's a really good way to put it. I think the it. 70s kind of was like that, too. Like, where, like, yes. I was watching something where Quentin Tarantino talked about uh, the difference between the 70s and the 80s, where, like, the 70s, there were uh, the, your main characters, your protagonists, were not very likable, no. but you were rooting for them. Yeah, but, it, uh, but also in the 70s, they were very nonchalant about doing rape in movies. So. Yeah, that kind <laughs> of That was kind of a constant theme in movies, I'm yeah, realizing yeah, that. Yeah, Taxi that, Driver is a great example. Sandra <laughs> Locke, which was, uh, was Clint Eastwood's wife, got raped in, like, all her movies. Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But then, like, in the 80s, everybody was, like, super likable. And yeah. then on the 90s... Well, like, it's, the, it's the... Like, the Sopranos do it very well because they're coming into the turn of the century yeah. with the made in America. You know, he's he's living the American dream. Okay? His, his, he's a, he's an Italian-American. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably probably fourth or fifth generation American. Mm-hmm. Not as well as, like, some of our people you know, who came in the 1800s. Yeah. His came in probably the turn of the century of 1910, 1920. Yeah. Uh very Americanized. He gives his kids everything. Like that's one thing about Tony. Like he gets his kids whatever they need. And, like he compromises a lot. And that's kind of like the idea of like immigration itself. Uh, is you know you come to America, your kids make it big, and they're taken care of. That's all you do. Yeah. And it's all in the backdrop of uh, New Jersey, which kind of like plays as its own character, much like New York and like Seinfeld yeah. or Spider-Man. Very much like so. Like that too. And it kind of like uh, plays on, you know, it's a, it's a it, it's, there's a lot of Godfather and Goodfellas tropes, like you have a lot mm-hmm. of mod movies tropes, but it also like pokes fun at that. Yeah. Like they all, they all get gather around. They're like, hey, do the fucking Pacino impression. Yeah. They're Just like, when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Yeah, but Which it's is a big part of the fucking first episode. Yeah. Because yeah. Sill keeps doing the impression. Yeah. Steven Van Zandt. <laughs> and we're introduced to like this cadre of characters throughout the show, which are all just different versions of gangsters we've already seen. And I think it's funny, like, you know, when you see Christopher, you don't know really know what he is to the gang until they go to the Bada Bing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The strip club that everything's, you know, and, all and, the money's kind of funnel yeah. through. And you kind of get a lot, lot of, okay, so Tony has a crew of guys. The main four of the cast is Tony, Pauly, Seal, and Christopher. And that's it. And to a lesser extent, Big Pussy. Big Pussy. But, like, out of the 86 episodes, those motherfuckers are in the high 80s yeah. Yeah. of every episode. So there's only one character, Tony, is the only person who's in every episode. Yep. That's the only person. And I think it's funny because Edie Falco is like one episode off because she, she doesn't appear in one episode. <sighs> yeah, that's hmm. right. Um, it's one of those weird dream episodes. There was a, the, when I, he was I in the coma. I will say the dream episodes, 
are the worst episodes. I like those. I kind of I, I like the uh, the symbolism that was in there because I think David Chase really kind of took a interesting yeah. artistic direction with them. Where kind of highlighted. Think it would, I think it'd be funny if he had like David Fincher come on. Just oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say David Lynch. <laughs> oh my god! Make <laughs> it weird. We're gonna make it weird. And then Dennis Hopper shows up and just says some fucked up shit. <laughs> he, he he looks like Bowser from the fucking Super Mario movie. Also, but uh yeah so like this is basically this whole episode is just setting up uh, setting up your characters because we know you're interested it's a tony melfi chris you know these characters are here the whole time and if you notice there's some like i did notice like i, I started watching season one again yesterday uh and i noticed that satchiali's in the first episode is not Satriali's. It's Centralia or something. That's, yeah. And that's the restaurant where they go sit outside on the yeah. porch to get Which it. Which they stopped doing very quickly after season three because it's just like, let's not, let's not you know, talk out in front of a goddamn pig store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things get like really complicated really fast. Yes. And a lot of it kind of like uh, is predicated on the actions of Uncle June or yeah, uh, so, Uncle Junior. <laughs> so when we meet Uncle June, he's uh, planning on killing someone in Vesuvio's. Yeah. Vesuvio's one. Little the, pussy. Little, little yeah. pussy. Not my pussy. Not my pussy? No. no yeah. Not your pussy. Not my pussy. The other pussy. The other pussy. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's a nickname? And I'm just like, that's such a weird fucking nickname. Dude. Because if you, you remember the game, the Sopranos game where you oh, play... Oh, the, ro- the Rise to Respect. Yeah. yeah and you play, uh, as, you play as Bopitzero Jr. You basically play as Little Pussy. Yeah. Bopitzero, not Little Pussy, the one they kill. <laughs> but you play as fucking Big Pussy's son. <laughs> that was wow. So, that game is so fucking weird, dude. Well, you, you cool fatalities. You can kill a man with a toilet. Yeah, that, that was like the one redeemable <laughs> the, thing. The, 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 they did the same thing in the Punisher game for PS2 where you could just now, torture people. Yeah, like, hey, I got a circular saw. What are you going to do? I'm cut your fucking arm off. <laughs> that was a Godfather game that was like that, yes. too. And Mafia, yes. that's what, well, that's how Mafia got so popular. Yes. Because of games like that. And they were able to write an original story yeah. later on. And then maybe Mafia 3 and kind of what the hell <laughs> but yeah those were all like the uh, original characters that all kind of show up in the first episode yeah all these mainstays yeah and this actually had some mixed reviews when it first came out a lot of uh, Italian Americans came out against it really uh, in the beginning um, even though there was no like real derogatory thing going on in the show that doesn't yeah. happen later on um, but the show doesn't actually really kick off until after probably like the fifth or sixth episode where it gains super popularity. Because there's not a lot of like, you know, mob violence in the first few episodes. Yeah, it's not like there was watch- the, uh, the the killing that Christopher did, I think, in either the first or second episode with the, uh, the, episode. the Emil uh, guy, the Czech, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Czech the, Republic guy. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we find out that... Um, during one of their little sit downs in front of the pork store, that's what I'm just gonna call it. It's yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, you're some gobble Yeah, wait a little That's the thing about the show too. Whenever I watch it, I'm like, oh, I'm craving some Italian, dude. Every time I watch it, I always find myself just eating a bowl of pasta. I don't know how the pasta got there, but it's there now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're, having, we're having ziti. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that was one thing. I don't know if you uh, you guys probably caught it by watching the show. You always hear James Gandolfini breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of so fucking creepy. <laughs> it's just the nose breathing. It wasn't like he was a mouth breather. He was just a heavy nose breather. <laughs> it's just like that yeah, shit was probably like, real too. Yeah, that's yeah, what real to though, later on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're having a uh, argument. They're having kind of an argument going into uh, uh, with the gangster, these Czech Republic gangsters, and this is how Christopher kind of 
we got a sense of what Christopher does. He kills people. And I just love the first episode, you know, we've been talking about it for a while, but like there's so many funny shit that happens in there, like the Luca Brasi state oh, oh, yeah. and Book he drops the body, he's like, No, it's Luca Brasi. Yeah, let's see. The <laughs> there's a difference between this situation and the fucking Luca yeah. Brasi situation. These are all gangsters, but these are also just Jersey fucks who yeah. are just mob movie nerds too. Yeah. <laughs> that just makes it. That's just like the icing on the cake at that point. Yeah, it just kind of pokes fun at like the mob culture too. Oh, all together. <laughs> and so they're going back to Tony's house. How the episode ends is like we see the panic attack. Uh, the ducks start flapping their wings and they leave. Which yeah. is kind of symbolic of a family leaving. And he has a fucking panic attack. He about blows up the grill too, which I loved. Yeah. <laughs> he drops the he drops the cares, uh, he drops the uh, uh, liquid lighter fluid on the uh, uh, on the charcoal grill and it explodes. And you're like, and Carmel's like, oh my god! And like, and I love Seal. The fire, the flames out. By the way, the flames out. But he's like, kills up the fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> Seal, you fucking idiot. like. <laughs> Seal's such a weird character throughout the series. I love Seal, though. Yeah. I'm saying before we started rolling, his face does not change. His expression does not He's change. He's just got that bulldog series. face the whole yeah. time. So uh, going into episode two, 46 long, this is basically just a whole episode about Tony trying to tell his mom to go to a fucking nursing home. It's a retirement the community. community. <laughs> you'll be people, you'll be, be people your fucking age. <laughs> And his mom is just driving him up the wall. Oh, God. You just want to put me in a home. Yeah, and I don't like... I really, I really don't like her so fucking much. The great thing about The Sopranos is when I watched it, it was the first time I realized I could hate a woman in television. (laughs) (laughs) I could hate... Like, that was the... I'm serious. Like, like as a girl and as an adult, you know when you, like, watch shows like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad? Yeah. Or anything on AMC where they make you hate blonde women? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Bro, where is he wrong with that? He's not wrong. (laughs) It's a subtlety. It's a subtlety of knowledge that AMC makes you hate blonde women. AMC might make you a serial killer. And HBO. And HBO. And HBO. But, like, I watched these shows I'm just like it's so well written that if you could hate someone being a character that means they did a good job yeah, yeah. that's perfect I was like I remember all the I've heard about it, I watched Game of Thrones but she hated Lena Headey I'm just like that's not how I saw Lena Headey I saw her <laughs> in other stuff and I'm just like I can't see her as this bad person and then I made the joke she's making Westeros great again and this is like you're a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> mass genocide is pretty much what she brought my yeah, god like, like she brought she was bringing she was bringing stability to the region <laughs> <laughs> sometimes like, you gotta break a few legs yeah and sometimes you gotta break a few necks <laughs> but yeah like so like I'm watching this and, this, and it's kind of surreal watching it again I don't I don't know if you guys you guys you guys are in the middle of rewatching it anyway yeah. some of you guys um but 1999 is still pre 9/11. Yeah. And like you still see this themes uh, the theme the song. theme piece where they show the the, the twin towers and the Jersey yeah. turnpike and everything. Yeah, cuz yep. it showed it's just Tony coming from New York to New Jersey or whatever, you know. Yeah. And it's a very weird dynamic going into it cuz I like when this show came out, you know, I'm, I'm fucking 10 years old. <laughs> like, I had never seen it, but I watched it later on. I'm just like, damn, that, that kind of gives you like kind of a, a it is a touchstone uh, series because it yeah. does change television when it comes out. But and even still... the story uh, curves around it, though, too, mm-hmm. uh, post 9-11 with the FBI agents with, um, I totally mm-hmm. forgot, Agent. Oh, God, I know what it is. I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his but name But they right were in the, too. it was him and another FBI agent that were in the pork store at one point in, in one of the later seasons. And Christopher, 
and Tony are talking to them, and basically they tell them more or less that they're not really concerned about the mob anymore. They're more focused on Middle Eastern terrorism at that time. Did you ever watch House of Cards? Uh, a little bit of it. I, I you remember uh, Kevin Spacey's like secondhand man? The dude? Yes, that's the other agent. And you know what's funny about the, <laughs> you know what's funny about that other agent? He was in Dawn of the Dead. Also, that yeah. was uh, CJ. Yeah. Yeah, the fucking security, security guard. guard with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Great actor. He he plays a great guy who kills women. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's what he does. That's yeah. what he does. You're not they always wrong. make him kill a woman. You're not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, with uh, episode two, it's uh, mostly uh, focused around you know uh, Tony's mom, who's mm-hmm. like you know the bane of his existence, the yeah. black hole of the family. Yeah, yeah. He's a bl- she's a black hole. That's what he calls her. She, he <laughs> has nothing nice to say about her, and she has nothing nice to say about anybody. Yeah, and like she's real tight with Junior. For being a you know a sister-in-law yeah. to a mobster, you know she's very mm-hmm. tight with him, and like it kind of gives off that vibe of like the generational gap of these two families. Mm-hmm. Like he's got his family at home, and then he's got his family at work, and it, there's all this intermingling, and it creates a weird dynamic and going makes, in, and it makes Uncle Junior very bitter too because yeah. like he's not getting respected. Yeah, he's not getting, getting the respect he thinks he deserves because of his age. And yep. one of the things that's kind of fucked up is this is all happening while Jackie April is dying. Yeah. He finds out that uh, he has cancer. Um, and we see him in the hospital. And like before that, we saw him at Satriali's, you know, trying to you know, move over to speak of Christopher Robin a truck. Yeah, because he, he, he was the boss at the time, the acting boss, because yes. their uh, uh, DeMeo was the yeah. actual boss. Jackie's, Jackie's uh, father. That's who that's the okay, one who's yes. in charge. And then there's like a few lines of dialogue. Oh, no, he went to prison for life. Yeah. And Jackie's in charge. Yeah. And they make the comments like, who's going to run things after you? And this kind of gives a, cool, a really fucked up dynamic of uh, – how selfish these people really are yeah because they don't care they really don't fucking care no at all they're out for themselves and i think that is a really cool contrast of like if you're if you've been watching gangster movies uh pre-goodfellas you know it's it's really different the selfishness of it the best way i've heard it described is uh the godfather is how uh la cosa nostra the mob wanted to look and Goodfellas was how they actually fucking were. Yeah, yeah. just ragtag bunch of motherfuckers, just killing shooting stealing. random people, just animals, <laughs> fucking crazy. Walk and talk, a sociopath. <laughs> and uh, and it, you know, it kind of bleeds into like other other mob movies, especially now. Um, going back to like 2015's Black Mass, Ooh, we really that's see a good one. We in that in that one, it's about Whitey Bulger, mm-hmm. but you see like even a non-italian mob you know irish mob you really see how careless they are yep. and how they try to paint them as a certain way and they they nail it you know because i will say johnny depp that's probably his i think that's his best movie really. that was one of his best roles yeah i yeah. will agree with you i haven't seen that but the whitey bulger story is always fascinating yeah, so he, plays, he whitey plays whitey bulger, amazing man and you don't realize it's him like i will say there are times where you watch that movie where you forget it's johnny depp yeah it, you feel like you're watching the actual Whitey Bulger like talking. I, I, like, that's in my top five gangster movies. Yeah. I need to watch Same. that, then. Yeah, like, it's right up there with Godfather, I think. Like yeah. It's just in, like, surrealism of, like, just the mob itself. Because he loses his mind. He's slowly <laughs> he's slowly losing his mind during the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of with this show, you know, Tony is slowly losing it. Yeah. Every now and then. He has these ups and downs, but... Um, in this one, he when he's talking to Melfi, she decides she says, "Fuck it, I'm going to prescribe you some Prozac because you're fucking depressed." Yeah, <laughs> shit. And, and he has no idea like the effects of Prozac. Like he's a lot of people who, who during that time, and I knew the firsthand experience of this of being put on like uh, Ritalin or oh, some type of fuck. prescription drug. 
and like seeing the effects immediately as opposed to Prozac, which you know you have to build up and um, you have to build up a tolerance to Prozac before it could work. You have to build it up in your system. As Usually it takes to, about a month, month and, and a half. And the same thing with Adderall. Yeah. And Ritalin. You know, you got to build that shit up. My parents took me off that shit immediately. Like, well, Henry Rollins was on that for fucking years before he got off. Black flag, like, red flag, two flag, boot flag. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a Ritalin talk. <laughs> that's a Ritalin talk. <laughs> I got so many fucking socks. I had no idea, but that makes so much sense. He was on it. They started him on it at like age eight. And I think he got off of it at like age 16. And it really it caused very adverse personality changes which explains a lot because Rollins really is like a very closed off type of guy yeah if you read of get in the band it's very yeah. <laughs> he's very like straight to the fucking point yeah <laughs> and you know we get a lot more exposition with some of our lesser characters um our Palmezi, uh big pussy yep um a handful of other characters that we rarely see. We actually see a core group of uh, characters going into season uh, episode three, which it, two of them are rats. Uh yep. So there's Ray, there's Ray, uh, uh, Ray Fatone, who had the glasses, he had the longer hair, older yeah, man. That's right. He so was. Tony, Tony wanted him to take the job for Junior to be the boss because he's older and had more knowledge. He's like, I can't do it. I got a kid who's sick, and that was the whole that was the whole thing of it. Yeah. And then you had uh, the guy who died drinking a Diet Coke. I forget his name. Um, Larry Boy? No, Larry Boy lived. Larry, Larry Boy didn't die uh, Tony that. shot him in the chest while he was drinking a Diet Coke. Yeah. Oh, 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 you're talking about uh, the same kid who played uh, Colosolo oh, in uh, oh, Bronx Tale. Was, was his name? Yeah. Lilo Brancato. Was his name? Yeah. Oh, I was about to say, this one Mikey? No, 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 no. This is uh, Lilo Brancato. But okay. he, he comes in a little bit later on. Uh, Christopher is the one who brings them in. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's in it's season and, two. Yeah. Yeah. It's him and another guy named Sean. Yeah. And um, so you go into it. Um, now I'm talking about the fat guy. Oh, Jimmy Altieri. Jimmy Altieri. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jimmy Altieri turned rap. Yeah. Yeah. And they all, like, it's slowly devolved. Like, that whole core group right there just fucking disappear after that fucking table meeting for real though um and like go like i said going into episode three you know jimmy paul Meezy is actually like that guy in, in junior's ear mikey uh yeah mikey Paul. Yeah, yeah um he's he's in junior's ear being like man fuck this tony soprano yeah. motherfucker and then it kind of goes to a head where they kill brennan, brennan yep uh, christopher's friend and accomplice and they they kidnap Christopher, uh, the Russian guys. The Russian guys that kidnap him, take him out to the pier. They're going to shoot him. And he's freaking out because the whole time he's thinking, oh, fuck. I sold metal meth. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm getting killed. That's like, tell him I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. He's, yeah, he's fucking creaming. Because Meadow's wanting to you know, cram for an exam. Yeah, yeah, so she can get into college. It's like That was another thing in a side character that I got, like, there was a lot of underappreciation with, which made me hate Carmela more, was uh, Hunter. Uh, oh, oh friend, yeah. the priest. No, Hunter was a Meadows friend. That that was the girl. The the, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was in the uh, chorus class with her. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, did, like, it did like all the extracurriculars with her and everything. Yeah, which I yep, thought yep, like yep, yep. go back and watch it. I'm like, damn, she's involved in soccer, volleyball, chorus, doing this. No <laughs> wonder she's busy. a fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> oh dude, yeah. No, Met- don't, don't don't get me started. No wonder why she's on meth. <laughs> she's, on that, she's on all that shit. She's got cram for AC. Uh, SATs and shit. Yep. And uh, I just remember in season two, uh, she's hanging out with that priest. Oh, uh, Carmela's hanging out with that priest. I forgot his name. Father something. It's an Italian last yeah. name. Father Cunt. Father yeah. Cunt. Yeah, he tries to like you. Father know. drink a wine. Yeah. <laughs> Father may fuck your wife. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he replaces the original guy from the pilot episode. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Completely a lot of different priests. A lot of people from the pilot get replaced. Um, very, yeah, uh, Seal's wife gets replaced. <laughs> yes, that's true. I remember that. It's actually Stephen Van Zandt's wife too that comes yeah. in as a replacement. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's funny because uh, if you remember, it's a, it's storming outside, and or not storming outside, but uh, she's with the priest, and the, the fucking priest says. Wow, this laser disc really shows off the features of the movie. Oh, I know it. They're watching a movie by laser disc. Have you ever seen a laser disc in person? No. The disc is this big. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's the size of an LP. No. What Every, the fuck? Everybody's like, you know, you had money in like 1999, 2000 when you had like the uh, the surround sound uh, stereo with like these big speakers. Oh, American and Psycho. The, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, basically yeah. that, and that fucking Hit like to a, be square. Yeah, and that giant ass CD player. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. all big. If it everything, was big, look at this. In, it plays DVDs. Everything was in glass. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That is one thing I always remembered. Uh, even the stereo systems too, from being like little, little, and seeing like my uncles with that. That was part of you know being upper class was seeing those big ass fucking speakers that took up like a chunk of the room next to the TV. Yeah. With like the CD player in between. Yeah, and maybe a tape player above it, all encased in a glass cabinet. Yeah, and there's always the receiver, and then there was like the secondary receiver. <laughs> yeah, and it had, like, equalizer on it, and you just kept fucking with it. Dude, I got so I got I, fucking I, I, screamed my grandpa, at. My grandpa, I fucked that thing up all the time. I kept pressing like. Stop he, he wouldn't give a shit. He's like, we're watching Star Trek. I don't care about the bass trouble. <laughs> but now, but the the priest comes over. You know, Carmela's got some baked ZD and, and shit. Like, they're, they're, fucking, they're they're hanging out, and she's she's basically using it as a therapy session. Mm-hmm. At, and she hears a like a at the at the back window of the house. And do you remember what she does when she starts here? She's like. Someone's trying to break in. She gets the fucking AK-47. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. That fake yeah. column that's it's like a pantry. And she's like, whack! And she's like, he's like, Carm, what the fuck? She's like, back the fuck up, motherfucker! And it's yeah. fucking meta trying to break into her home. Mom, what the fuck? Watch and your like, mouth. If you look very closely, you can tell it's a fake gun because there's the, the uh, where the barrel is. The barrel's closed. It's got yeah. a cap. It's got like a cap thing in it. And I I'm just love like, that she had the fucking, she had the clip in it and just oh, ready yeah, to just, fucking go. Just, dude, he already had the clip in it, and she's already just like rocking it back. She loaded that shit like Fallujah style. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that episode. Carmela training to use a fucking AK. <laughs> AK. Yeah. She's with Christopher. <laughs> He's high as shit. Just fucking. No, not copy. Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> what was that? I think I like this, Tony. <laughs> but go like go into the like like I said the show. Um, we see a lot of like. Try to say the best way to say this: uh, pieces of shit in yeah. every episode. Um, non-likable characters. Non-likable characters. You love them, but that you kind of hate really pieces of shit. Hate, <laughs> God, I really fucking hate them. But uh, Christopher, you know, he realizes this was Junior that did it. That did the whole kidnapping him and taking him out to the pier and all this shit. Yeah, and killed. And Brandon. Tony takes it very rough. Yeah, and this is where. Uh, Tony kind of confronts Junior, but before he does, he sees uh, Parisi in the fucking car. And remember, he he hits him through the fucking window, pulls him out of the car, and then takes a stapler. Yeah, Yeah, but I still think my favorite line leading up to that point was, "Oh, so they still haven't found a cure for fuck face itis, huh?" (laughs) (laughs) That was like the one thing where I'm like, "God damn!" (laughs) Like he keeps calling like a child molester and shit. Like he's being a total fucking asshole. And Mikey's just like smiling, like I I could kill you right fucking now. But your uncle tells me no. He wanted to because he keeps trying to hit on fucking Meadows' friend. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. 
Oh, no, Brendan. Brendan no, was Brendan, the one. That was Brendan. Oh, okay. This is Parisia, junior second. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so... If you remember, he takes that fucking staple, a uh, staple gun, and wipes it, and tosses it on the ground like fucking Michael Corleone. The guy, yeah. <laughs> he just like drops that motherfucker and just trots on off back and into it, his suburban. But drives he, he's, off. he walks into Junior and he talks to Junior, and Junior gets really fucking uppity with him. He says, "Next time you come in here, you come in here heavy." Yeah, and that's kind of like a like a pinnacle point. It's like when you say something like, "Yeah," it's like you want your you want your nephew, who's physically imposing, but also armed, to come back. To tell you how things are going to be, you stupid old man. Yeah, like <laughs> it's pride. That's really what it was. Yeah. Because back in his heyday, you know, he with him running with Johnny Boy, it was mm. it's all pride. It's all respect. It's all about respect. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so this this episode actually ends with Brennan dying. Yeah, this is the one that ends with Brennan dying. And going into the fourth episode, um, it was kind of fucked up because uh, Adriana goes to pick up Christopher from the hospital. Adriana Laserva? Laserva. Yep. Yeah. She's the niece of Richie April. Yep. On, on like a family tree wise, this, this family is very tight connected into a weird incest bush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, go figure. Yeah, figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to stay with your own. <laughs> you say Even. that in every European accident, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You got to stay with your own. My God, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bunch of blue blood. Bitches. <laughs> hey, Hasburg listen. <laughs> listen, Ireland's a small island. Yeah. <laughs> they have boats. <laughs> they invented boats. <laughs> they got invaded by every Scandinavian nation. <laughs> they left. They didn't stick around too long. Oh, the Scandinavians left all the short people. <laughs> <laughs> Take them. We want nothing to do we with them. We got the blonde, tall women. We don't yeah. want <laughs> We're <laughs> good. We don't want this fucking forest gutter trash. <laughs> But speaking of Italians, <laughs> gutter trash. Oh, God damn. <laughs> so they go to they go to Brendan's house and they discover that he was been killed. Uh, around this time, though, um, there is a gap going on where um, at some point he he gets his mom. Tony gets his mom into the retirement community, Green Grove. Yep. And uh, Tony visits Olivia. And this is the plot. This is like the subplot of the whole thing, where she may or may not have tried to set Tony up to be murdered. Yeah, yeah when she's telling Junior about him, it's still very vague, and you can't mm-hmm. tell if like she meant to set it up or she just kind of set it just out of hand by accident. I and feel Junior like she kinda, did. Just the yeah. intentions, the 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 fact that uh, they focus on her face at one point, like when she's telling Junior about how he put her there, and that all the other guys like Larry Boy Barisi and uh, Jimmy Altieri, Paulie, also they all put their moms into the same place, yeah, and so she's they, talking about it and. Yeah. Corrado Jr. is just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like back, kind of like backdoor collusion. Yeah, and um, but yeah, man, it's it's so wild thinking about like she's such a black hole. Like she is a black yeah, hole. She uh, really is, and she's a big fucking monster, manipulative as hell. You see where Tony gets it from? Yeah, uh, and around this time, you know, Tony's they have the birthday party for AJ. They they re, they had rescheduled it. After this little panic attack, um, and this is where we kind of really meet Carm's parents a little bit more, and I really love her dad. Her dad was like my favorite character Same. for the longest time. I loved you, and he liked Tony. He, he loves Tony. Loved Tony. <laughs> that like, that was like the, the coolest he thing. Had. Yeah, and the go- the Goodfellas mom, <laughs> yeah, Karen's mom. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, love, I was like, every time I see her, I picture her from Goodfellas. What kind of man stays out that late? And just Joe Pesci. Yeah. What kind what of man, man stays out that late? You, you what kind of people fuck? <laughs> and he's like drunk as fuck in the car, yelling at. <laughs> and he fucking Ray Liotta's just laughing his ass off, starting the car up. They just speed back off. Get the fuck off. out of here, <laughs> ma! <laughs> it just sounds like an engine revving up, ma! <laughs> but she's like, she's a terrible person. Like, oh, 100%. The mobs in this show are terrible Awful. people. All, All of them. them. All of them. <laughs> Yeah, and like, there was a weird. There's a weird part of the show. They kind of like, I guess they throw away. Was so. Tony is with Seal, and they go to watch Meadow play volleyball or whatever. Soccer. It was soccer. Soccer. But, but, but it's volleyball in the first season, actually. Yeah, playing, you're right. Volleyball. You're right. They play soccer later with the child molester episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> take the fucking TV. Yeah. <laughs> this TV stays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like. Paulie put it with his hands together like this, <laughs> and doing the two finger. My I, coach did that shit when I was in high he does school. The fucking, I, he does like the Maloik, the evil eye shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the bad thing is, after watching that, I can't help but fucking do that. It's like a by proxy movement now. And that's why Ronnie James Dio did that on stage because yeah. he had a, he came from an Italian immigrant yep. family that would do that. His yeah. grandmother. Yep. And like, it's so it's so weird. Fucking like, they they kind of throw it away. Seal has a daughter. The same age yeah. as Meadow, and he owns a strip club. But not just, not just that, but like they throw that fact away after the whole child molester episode. Mm-hmm. They don't give a backstory to like Sill or anything. Not yeah. really. They just talk about how they. We went know to... more about Bobby Bopicero yeah. than we do about Sill. <laughs> yeah, you got Sill's a mainstay. Yeah, no, Bobby Bopicero. Oh, yeah. you, you, I know what you meant. You yeah. got so many fucking characters. There's a show. lot of names. <laughs> hey, Bobby Bacala. You like a salad. <laughs> Look, it's like a weight. It's like an ad for a fucking weight loss commercial. Before and way, way before. before. <laughs> this fucking I'm, guy always breaking balls. <laughs> I love Bobby. <laughs> Bobby was one of my. He's like the lovable oaf. He is. <laughs> and so this uh, this episode kind of ends on a really fucked up note where they're at the bottom being and Tony sees that Jackie died. Starts crying, yeah. yeah. He starts losing it because it's like, oh, he's like, hey, hey, shut, hey, shut the fucking music off, and like they're all watching it, and here comes fuck, like they're setting, still setting up shots, you know, to drink in, on behalf of Jack, and here comes fucking Christopher with a fucking neck brace. Tony, we gotta do this, 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 and this. And he killed my fucking friend, blah blah blah. We gotta fucking, we gotta load, kill. Go, we, yeah, we gotta go go he, starts, he starts rambling like an idiot, and. Tony just grabs that motherfucker by the neck, and he's so superimposing over Michael Imperoli that he grabs that neck brace, and you feel, and you see like there's creases in the neck brace. Like where he's, he's about ch- to snap it. He's like, "You lucky Jackie died today." Yeah, you're lucky that <laughs> man. He's like, "You're lucky that a man I love died today. Otherwise, I'd break your fucking neck out of that neck brace." Basically, what he said. And if James Candelfini came up and did that to me, I'd be like, "Yes, sir. Sorry. Please don't kill me, Mr. Candelfini." <laughs> yeah, it's a guy. He's a, he's my size. And he's also but his hands, his yeah, hands, he's and his got shoulders, and he's got meat hooks. Yeah, yeah. Meat hooks. <laughs> he's got those meat. <laughs> he's my got hand, big meaty claws. Big, but it's not a meat hook hand. <laughs> it's very imposing. Mine's a proper slap hand. Like <laughs> that, that is a slap, and the rest of your face follows that yeah. shit down. Type yeah. of hand. <laughs> and going into episode five, uh, you know, we're, it's ten episodes, but just real quick, this is the episode that saved the series. Uh, college. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a perfect episode because it shows what Tony is all about. 
and the duality of his existence too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so you get we got the family man taking his daughter off to see different schools and yep. stuff like that. All the while hunting a rat. Yeah, hunting a rat. Well, he finds it, the rat just kind of just shows up like yeah, he's at one a gas of the, station. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's on the phone. First, he calls his uh, guma. Yeah, the, the Russian girl. Yeah, he her, and that's the Svetlana yeah. talk where he's yeah. talking about she comes to America, gets married. Yeah, <laughs> Tony's married, but you know he's seeing women on the side. Yeah, too. but his 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 his, his whore basically. Is yeah, like, yeah that's, that's what a guma is. Yeah, his you whore got your wife and you got She's your like guma. my friend Svetlana. Yeah. She comes to America and gets married because a guy at a grocery store picks her up. She lost her leg. Her, yeah, her prosthetic. <laughs> shows up later on down the series. And I love Svetlana. Svetlana was Svetlana. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, she was a badass. You badass. take my leg, Janice. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> a uh, cigarette in her mouth a and cigarette everything. Just fucking gangster as fuck. Yeah, she's Tony Soprano, the female. Like, yes, yeah, yes, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, so then he calls his wife, and she's sick. Carmela's sick in this episode. Um, she can't get out of bed, and there's this weird like tension between Meadow and Tony, of where she just straight up asks, "Are you in are the you mafia? Mom? Are you yeah. mom?" He's like, "What?" And he gives this, he gives that clueless look. James Gandolfini's a perfect fucking actor when he does this kind of Especially stuff. Especially with the expressions. Because while I was doing like research for this, I did like the best moments in James Gandolfini, and two of them are on Sesame Street, where he's basically <laughs> where he's talking to a Muppet about like she's like, I feel sad. He's like, Yeah, I know how that is. And it's just like <laughs> I want to see this so bad. Him and Polly are in the Sesame Street. Yeah, Sesame Street. him and Steve Shreepa, uh Tony Sirico and Steve Shreepa, Bert and Ernie. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Bobby Bacala and uh, fucking uh, Polly Walnuts yeah. are Bert and Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Ernie, what the fuck you doing over here? <laughs> what did I say about eating peanuts in the goddamn bed? <laughs> but like, it, it like, he's talking, he's talking to a goddamn Sesame Street character, and he's talking about like, it's okay to be sad sometimes, and I'm just like. If I had saw that when I was watching this show, is it okay to strangle a man and then talk to your daughter like nothing happened? Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? That is the most like Fucked confusing up. thing. Like of all the people to have on Sesame Street, For real? James Gandolfini. What is yeah. he from? Like the kids are gonna fucking ask. It's only two things: The Sopranos or True Romance. None of those things are for children. <laughs> Neither are for children. All right. It's James Gandolfini. <laughs> it's like having Christopher Walken on the goddamn series. <laughs> hey, I was in a music video. Let me tell you. No, Christopher. <laughs> hey, it's great. So, hey, Elmo, you are cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mr. Walken, you would tell you the truth about Italians? I was like, oh shit, now it's true romance. It's Dennis Hopper doing the Mr. Oh my god. You know where Italians come from? I just, I want a Muppet of Dennis Hopper to do the whole thing. Oh, no. That, that, that kind of goes in that whole, uh, that, uh, whole thing. If you, if you could watch anything and replace one character with a Muppet. Oh my god! Fucking great. Christopher with a Muppet. <laughs> hey, Dole! Hey, Dole! We need, to, we need to attack now! The oh, new, you son of a bitch! <laughs> the new Muppet movie directed by David Lynch. <laughs> oh my god! Executive producer David Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Terrence Winter. Oh god! Oh, Christopher Columbus. This is making really fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> So, so the whole oh. this, this actually this episode actually saved the series. Uh, David Chase had talked about this multiple times. He said uh, he had fought really hard to make it to where Tony kills the guy. Yeah, because HBO had said no, we don't want Tony to do it. We don't want him to kill him. He's like, no, you don't understand. This is this is what his character is all about. And David Chase really fought for that. Um, and it is a brutal scene. 
Yeah. He sneaks up because the guy has a gun and he knows Tony's following. He knows someone's following. He's not really quite sure if it's Tony Soprano. And that would be kind of odd. A lead of a crew finding you and killing you himself. Especially after uh, this leading up to the war, too. You would think mm-hmm. back in Jersey would be too busy trying to hold court. Yeah. And he fucking strangles him out with fucking wire. Yep. And it's just, it's a brutal fucking scene. Cause you, it, it lasts. It's like yeah. it's not. It's not a quick, you know, shot to the head like some of the other killings you, in the scene in this show are. Yeah. It, it's like he fucking draws that shit out. Like, like you see the strain. His hands start to get cut from the wire. You get the. You hear Tony like you know saying shit out loud. Like I knew it was you. You rat piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. You think yeah, I wouldn't it, find you, rat fuck? Yeah. And it's it's just a fucking wild scene and i think because they made it last so long to mm-hmm. keep the realism of having to strangle someone yeah because you know you hold someone by the neck long enough they pass out but if you keep holding on you will kill them yeah and that that's the fucked up thing it's like the guy does pass out but he keeps holding for that extra few minutes yeah. like and that's he's using, he's basically using a garage to do it yeah you know, and that's that's so fucking awful but then he goes back to his daughter and his daughter asks like what uh, where'd you go to and he's and he goes like oh i went to go uh do this uh thing yada 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 and what happened to your hands was her next question too yeah. what, what the fuck do you care <laughs> don't worry about it don't worry about it think about and i just like the whole thing of like she's going to these colleges like to do interviews as kind of like an ask from carmella because she wants to go to berkeley because she said that to hunter yeah uh in fact hunter is david chase's daughter no shit (laughs) that's why she's in the series no shit that's because of her because of hunter and she returned later on is why i really hate fucking carmella there's a scene with her and carmella and i'm just like that's that makes carmella the villain in the series there's a there's an episode with her and hunter and i'm just like that that right there is why carmel is a fucking cut shit <laughs> uh but we'll get to that in like season four <laughs> i'm Fair still enough. in season three right now yeah oh you're at a good spot season yeah three is season three is great the i season. love season three. that is one of my favorite yeah, i mean he, he uh, that's the pine barrett season yeah. that's the that's the uh the mercedes dealership girl he was fucking around yeah. with yeah oh, oh my god a lot Wait, of shit going on in that where episode. she throws the fucking steak at his head yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's fucking, a fox but god, god damn. damn she's nuts <laughs> uh, it seems like every woman I've dated up until this point <laughs> <laughs> hey, going into the uh, next uh, next episode is Pax Soprano which uh, Tony suggests that Uncle Junior be made a new boss so this is the whole scene where he, he goes in to the uh, restaurant that t- uh, Junior's in mm-hmm. he's got a handgun he's ready to rock he's coming in heavy he's coming in heavy and he tells him he's like because this is after Jackie dies he tells him he's like you should be the boss and they make an agreement, but he hugs he hugs Junior in front of his crew to kind of like that false sense of security. But he says something in his ear. He's like, "But this, this, and this is mine now." Yes, yeah, for I'm a running percentage. this. I'm yep. running this. You be, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but this is the price you're going to pay for me to say that it's okay for you to be the boss, or I will fucking kill you. And in a way, that's really a Machiavellian move mm-hmm. in the sense of he's not only he's making Junior feel like he's in a position of power, but still he's actually calling the shots, like he's appeasing on the surface so everybody in Junior's crew doesn't exactly know his true intentions. Mm-hmm. He keeps that abysmal. Yeah, and also going into this. Uh, Tony's it's kind of a weird episode Tony's uh, like sex life kind of goes to shit because of his fucking therapy because he keeps no. thinking about shit too much <laughs> yeah especially about the therapist <laughs> yeah and it kind of they kind of settled that dynamic very quickly between him and Melfi because she's like look I'm no. this I'm this I'm not no this is yeah. never gonna happen and it's kind of and there are some episodes 
where you kind of wish things would happen. Uh, one of them is the uh, Employee of the Month episode. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's season yeah. two. Yeah, that's a rough episode because yeah. what happens to Melfi. And, you know, I go and watch it. I know what happens. But at some point, I'm just like, tell Tony. Just fucking tell yeah, him. Just be out. Of- she wants to so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she yeah. does. That's the fucked up part. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, if she tells this one man a fly landed on her wrong, he'd fucking annihilate every fly from here to Jersey. Yes, like, he, he would. He'd kill every fucking one of them. He and wouldn't that broke shit. my heart when she didn't because it's like, he, he at that point, having that guy just get bumped off, that wouldn't have been the wrong thing to do. He already no, committed, of all the characters you could kill. That motherfucker deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> kill yeah. that son of a bitch. Yeah, and uh, that this was a lot. Of, this is a big exposition episode on like the power structure of Tony and Junior. Yeah, yeah, um, and a lot of divvying up because earlier on Tony and Junior had talked about Christopher, you know, robbing Junior's trucks. Junior had made the fucking comment. He's like, "No, he works for me now." And even Tony, you know, even Christopher being a fuck up, he's like, "You're fucking joking, fuck no." Like that's how much you know. The, the weird dynamic between Christopher and yeah. Tony that develops later on, especially in the season that you're in, season yeah. three. No, he loves him. He loves him like a son. Yeah. It's basically his son. Yeah. Like, in a weird, weird fucking way. That's, the that's, son that, that, that's not a fuck-up like AJ. Yeah. <laughs> he's still a fuck-up, but he's not as bad. To a degree, yeah. until yeah. it comes to, you know, heroin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going down to the episode seven, uh, Down Neck, this is where we find out that Tony Jr. has ADHD. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're like so like pissed about it too because like that's just, what always got me. They were mad at the kid for having ADHD. Or like they denied it. He does not have ADD or ADHD. He's normal. Yeah. And then and then it's Tony talking to the therapist and she's trying to tell him, "Wait, look, this is what attention deficit disorder is." Saying this is t- and it's totally fine and yada yeah. yada. But of course, Tony and his Gary Cooper bullshit kind of kick. It's yeah, like yeah. no. It doesn't exist. Like, yeah. I like how, like, when it comes to, like, weird scientific stuff, he'll bring it up to her and she'll describe it in a way he understands, and then he's accepting of it. Yeah. Like, the whole Jackie having cancer thing, and he's like, oh, so you're a doctor, right? She's like, yeah, in a sense, like, I, I do therapy and psychiatry, he's, and she talks about, you know, Jackie having cancer, and she's like, well, I don't really know his diagnosis, blah, 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 and she's trying to be subtle about saying, I'm not a fucking cancer doctor. Yeah. Like, I don't know shit. I'm not a fucking oncologist. Yeah. And he, he, he gets to that point where a lot of people get frustrated, uh, and I've seen it kind of firsthand, is, why is this happening? Yeah. Why can't you fix this? And especially for the past, like, two years here in real life, you know, we we kind of see that kind of live is with COVID and everything. Yeah. Why can't y'all fucking fix this? Yeah. Yeah. Fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, yeah. fix it. But yeah, AJ is real heavy in this episode. I don't fucking like AJ. And the more he progresses on, I really fucking hate him. <laughs> he no. just, he, he seems like the fly on the wall that you're trying to get rid of, but you just simply can't. Yeah. And, and Meadow, just... and Meadow is still progressively being more of a cunt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like both of his kids are kind of like the product of you know you know their parents get, uh, pr- their parents you know but there's pr- there's privilege and uh, you know uh, discontent and you know yeah. n- no awareness of you know metal kind of you know is aware of you know some things which happens in like season three when it comes to like you know relations with different cultures and communities and stuff yeah. like that but and we get a lot of the uh, the background of Tony as a child. Yeah, we get a lot of back. There's a lot and of flashbacks. Livia. 
uh, where she threatens to kill Tony multiple times when he's it puts a child. A, pulls a knife on him too, man. And, yeah, it was a uh, it was a prongs. It was uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah for the for the roast beef they were making or the food they were making. That's right. Yeah, she pulls that out and fucking like, will stab you in the fucking eye, and it's like God. Damn, what a cunt. <laughs> Tony like, would even say fuck. it in like, the sessions. He'd be like, uh, there's no love in this woman's heart. Yeah, she's fucking dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> and like we see that later on when she dies. And like they're doing the whole like Godfather Undertaker scene. And he's just like, how do you? How does she want to be remembered? Nothing. She gets fucking nothing. Yeah. And he's like, what's the cheapest box you got? <laughs> I just love the part. Opposite where- of Doc Corleone. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the part where Janice is trying to get everybody to say good things about her. And you just feel that fucking tension. Yeah. Where Tony's looking at her like, Janice. Shut the fuck stop up. Stop it. And this is what I really liked about the Forgotten Soprano. Uh, what is her name? Uh, not Margot. Their sister. Oh, Martha. No, no, no. Uh, Barbara. Oh, yeah. Barbara. Barbara Soprano. Barbara. Yeah. Fucking fantastic character. The she's only best in, she's out only, of the kids. She's only in a handful of episodes. I think she's like in 10 episodes over the whole fucking series. Yeah. She knows, she knows what's up. Doesn't fuck around with And she tells thing. Janice, like, firsthand, let Tony handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And because she, cause she got out first. She's the first to leave. She's the youngest, actually. Mm-hmm. And she didn't see what Tony saw, but she knew what was up. And that's why she dipped. And I don't. I hate that she didn't get a lot more airtime. Me neither. Uh, me too. Because I, I really liked her character. She was like the voice of reason between Janice and Tony, and the voice yeah. of reason that Tony never got. Yeah, because yeah. she wasn't around. Yeah. yeah, and she was. She's she's close. She lives in a place called Brewster, um, which isn't far from uh, North Jersey. She's just, but she did get far enough away to not be part of everything. Yeah, she kind of detached herself. And they uh, recast her later on, um, going into it, um, which was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> Very subtle, but yeah, don't Still notice really. You off. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, going into, and this is kind of one of my favorites uh, episode uh, of the season, uh, episode eight, the Legend of Tennessee Multisanti. Oh, is this the, is this the oh, Christopher's episode? episode? I have no arc. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, when Christopher's like you know. So Christopher's trying to uh, write his life story and sell it to Hollywood. Yes, yeah, so John Favreau specifically. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So like this is it starts off with the pastry. Pastry oh diner. my god and that's where we see uh who was it Vito. Uh, Vito for the first time but he's called Gino in that yeah. scene Gino hey Gino I got you I got your order right here and Christopher's fucking losing it so because he, he had a fucking line of people and like he was next and the dude still fucking shows somebody <laughs> oh, else I know it. like what a douchebag and he goes over to the door turns aside from open to close walks back there shoots him in the fucking foot the same thing that happened to him in Goodfellas and that's where he says a lie Hey, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and the fucked up thing is, too, he makes him, like, at gunpoint while popping off rounds, give him fucking specific Donuts. pastries yeah, and like, shit. Put him in the fucking box. Put, I want a few Schwedel, put, like, eight Napoleons in there. Yeah, he's <laughs> Yeah, he's still, like, a, a soldier. He's not getting anywhere, and he's bitching about it to, like, uh, everybody, uh, like, from Polly to Big Pussy. Yeah. And they're like, I feel like, I'm, you know, my life doesn't mean anything. Like, oh, you want your story to have an arc. You know who had an arc? Fucking no. <laughs> I just love how Paulie breaks it down to him because Paulie actually becomes yes. like the, the, the person to give him advice. He's like that cool uncle where he kind of comes in. He's like, listen, kid, not everybody's got an arc. I mean, look at me. Like, I was in the army for a few years. I got out, got involved with some stuff, went into the joint for a couple of more years, and now I'm here. I'm I didn't a- have no arc, and I'm happy. I'm, yeah. ha- I'm half a wise guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure uh, 
Polly has some weird version of Tourette's. For real, though. Because <laughs> his shit's just off the fucking wall. Yeah. Because Tourette's is just that look that he gives where it's just like, yeah. That, that I, I, racist, I, I, angry Italian man look. <laughs> that, from that fucking... I, I, I've watched the show enough to to hate Polly. Well, the I, fucked he, up he, thing I is... I really hate his character. And if but I love Polly too. And if yeah. everybody on that show... Tony Sirico's the only one that ever really was in the mob. Like, yeah. for real, he was in the Gambino crime family. You mm. can find old photos of him, and dude, yeah. he was fucking dieseled when he was younger. Dude, he I was just, tough looking in the show. Yeah. Like, he, there's, did, like when, he has his, uh, when he had that weird moment where he's in his fucking apartment, oh, or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. His, little, his little house, and he's just fucking curling, <laughs> and he's just like, just... And he's just fucking, he's got guns, He's, he's got dude. old man strength. Yeah, he's, for real. And he's probably the most Jersey Mafia dude on the show with the track suit mm. <laughs> every episode. <laughs> the haircut. I, I, that haircut is fucking great. I keep joking with Mikey and telling him that, get the dude, you're going to get the fucking Polly Walnuts look. He's graying on the side. So I'm like, just roll with that shit. Gray the rest of it. You hear that, Reed Richards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grow out the wings. For real, though. <laughs> Oh, Muscles Marinero. <laughs> Muscles it, Marinero over here. Tell Grandpa Gorilla to learn them grits. <laughs> oh, racing stripes. Racing stripes. It matches the Adidas. Yeah. Him. That's what he needs to do that and wear a tracksuit on stage. Constantly. We've never seen him outside of a black and white Adidas tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a he's got an Adidas track suit for every day. Oh no, it's a Red Monday. <laughs> Wearing sensible shoes like Polly Walnuts. Oh my god! Don't get him on the show. Again. Respect the drip. Respect the drip. <laughs> what is drip but swag? Persevering. <laughs> you remember that fucking chest? Oh, it still holds up. Still holds up. What is drip? Oh fuck. But yeah, so this is where the FBI kind of pays a visit to this pronoun. Yep. Um, hey, Christopher, like Christopher, Christopher. <laughs> um, this is we get a kind of a backstory in Doctor Melfi on this too, where she's hanging mm-hmm. out with her uh, Wonder Bread Italian friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're called. Like the, the, the David Chase even said, he's like, oh yeah, these Wonder Bread Italians. <laughs> yeah, because they, they're they, too Americanized. Yeah, yeah, too Americanized. Forgot about the uh, the culture. Yeah, and uh, we get a little bit more backstory on uh, Tony's neighbor. Yeah, because uh, well, isn't the uh, neighbor part of the Wonder Bread group too? Yes, uh, Dr. Um, Kuzumato. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Hey, Kuz. And he gets like, stop calling me pussy. <laughs> He's calling him pussy the whole time. Hey, Kuz. And like, it kind of gives us kind of weird aspect of how could you, and they're kind of guilting her into being a therapist to Tony Soprano. Mm-hmm. And they're, at, they're doing these poking and prodding, and she's still trying to keep her professional zeal throughout the whole thing she's like look god damn it you know doctor privilege you know doctor patient privilege and all that stuff like he's a patient you know and then yeah. it's like ah oh, come on fuck it and, and she's like oh rules for them but not for us when it comes to the law we can break these white laws but you guys get mad when they break the blue law you know the yep, blue yep, collar yep. laws and it kind of creates that that weird generational aspect you see in a lot of uh, stories of you know the older generation immigrants versus the new generations that come up and there's like a there's like a divide and how, and how they're and how they're made it's just like a, a good version of this i saw a comedian was talking about it it's like his asian parent 
Well, a great example himself now. <laughs> a great example of it would be it's it's kind of a metaphor in and of itself for the mob at that time too. Because if you look at the mob during the 1940s up until the 60s, it's a completely different mob than mm. the uh, 70s up until the 90s. Because yeah. you know that's when you get your John Gotti's, your Nicky Scarfo's, your mm, no. very out in the front. They want people to know who the fuck they are. Yeah, as opposed to like you know your don't Al- talk about it. Yeah, like <laughs> right. uh, your Rothstein's. Yeah, your uh, Gambinos, Gambinos, your Luciano and stuff like that yeah exactly Capone's and all them you know Capone was a little bit more out there but that's because he was untouchable but still in like, Chicago too nobody yeah. fucked around without his yeah. approval Man. Well, and, and that's the same episode where they uh, Tony goes golfing with uh, with the the Wonder Bread Italians and, oh uh, that's later on okay yeah, that's gotcha. later on because uh, um, he has a discussion with Cusimano because uh, Kuzmano's wife is having a discussion with Carmilla about colleges, and that's, and that's yep, the whole. That's, that, right, that's the whole. Yeah. That's the whole arc of. Hey, could you give Meadow a, a recommendation? A recommendation. Yeah. yeah, she 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 turns mob, real fucking quick. She's conveniently so, a oh, mob person. She when except she, needs she to doesn't be. bribe with money. She bribes with food and cooking. Yeah, that was and, the one thing that she kept doing. But it's also a vague threat. Yeah, uh, implied with that. It kind of reminds me of that scene in Shawshank Redemption, where the guy's handing him a, a pie. And he's just like, look, me and my guys really need this brute here. My wife made you a pie. And there's like 10 grand in the pie. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. Like, he, gives it to, he gives it to fucking uh, Tim, Tim Robbins as a character. Hey, this guy, his wife made a shitty pie. You want his, of it? his missus can't cook for shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for shit. Oh, my God. That's my, favorite. That's my favorite movie. I love that me fucking too, movie. Man. I love that. Number one on IMDb, baby. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, and going into episode nine, uh, we go uh, Boca. Uh, when Carmela gets to hear certain intimate details of Junior and his long-term oh. girlfriend Roberta Bobby Sanfilippo, this is the golfing scene. Yes, with uh, yes, Parisi Junior Tony, and he's making fun of Junior for eating pussy, <laughs> which is oh, yeah. so ironic to which me. Which is so dumb. I mean, like it's like a, hindsight. I guess, we live in twenty twenty two. Exactly, but back in the day, but that even, was like a, I guess that's a sign. That was a sign of weakness. But even then, though, I mean, people were still doing that. Like that's what throws me off. Like I guess in that culture, that's a sign of weakness. But that still throws me off, man. And there's a all right. So in the golfing ep- scene, he's Tony is antagonizing. He's he's, yeah. he's, he's, his, he's his normal repugnant self, and that's something about Tony. I think. Uh, you notice very quickly is he'll just poke that bear yeah until he doesn't if he's not happy no one should be we we find that out like later on when he's with jan when janice is married to bobby and and he's talking about her illegitimate kid that they're yeah oh Oh, (laughs) where's my mama (laughs) and like janice is trying to keep her shit like on lock because she's got stepkids and and one on the way and she's trying not to be olivia fucking snap (laughs) and then fucking she cuts that fork i'll kill you (laughs) (laughs) and like oh my god what a fuck like that that that's tony though that's just an asshole if anybody else is happy they don't deserve to be happy yeah you know, you watch it now. Like, I still love Tony Soprano. Oh yeah, yeah great too, dude. dude. But you have to acknowledge, you have to stand back sometimes. Like, yeah, this dog will fucking bite you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got teeth, don't it? <laughs> like, but they're doing this whole fucking like back and forth. But Junior knows that Tony's seeing a therapist, and they're both shooting these innuendo innuendos back and forth until it's like this is going to come to a head, and someone's really going to get fucked up. Yeah. And like these two are the flat, like the longest lasting characters of the series is Junior and Tony because they last up to the very last episode, mm-hmm. and they both kind of beat the odds. 
when it comes to the story of the mafia, it's just like you either up in dead or jail. And it's just like we don't know what happened to Tony. We assume, but we don't know. Junior didn't go to jail. He's, he's in a mental asylum. Yeah. He's in a hospital. They kind of broke the mold with those two characters. And they both have like just kind of, you know, just things that normal people do, whether it's going to therapy or cunnilingus yeah. <laughs> that bring them down. Sometimes one in the same. Yeah. <laughs> and so this this is also the, the B plot of this one is Tony or uh, Meadow's friend tries to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Um, on her soccer team. Yeah. And this is actually we get to see Seal's daughter too because they're playing soccer together. Yeah. And we never see her again. Nope. nope. Like she doesn't fucking exist. It's like a quick scene too. It's him yelling to her about something about how she's playing, and then that's it. Yep. And then like the only way is how we see her, or not just hear about her, is Tony talking about Meadow going to college, and he's like, "Hey, Seal, how's your daughter doing at such and such university?" That's it. Yep. But is this the uh, same episode where like uh, you know she's you know wanting to commit suicide, and then we find out about the soccer coach, or is that later yes. on? Okay. So so with the undertone of this one, the B plot kind of takes over. Yeah. From the A plot of you know Junior, like it's it's the two family dynamic. Yeah. Uh, his his family and his mob family, uh, and they kind of blend in this one because they, the coach is wanting to leave, and they don't want the coach to leave. He's very important, but. They try to bribe him with TVs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, so Meadow has her friend over at the house, and she's very um, skittish, a little bit, you know, off. Mm-hmm. And that's when Meadow says she tried to commit suicide because she had sex with the coach. Yeah, and Artie Bucco also like fucking snaps too, and basically more or less tells Tony that they need to kill this motherfucker. We haven't talked about Artie Bucco yet. That yeah. was uh, where Little Pussy was supposed to get killed was in his restaurant. Yeah, and they um, burned it down. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And Artie didn't know about that until, well... Well, Liv. Livia. Livia tells him something <laughs> later on. Yeah. Being her evil self, as usual. And, yeah, the, the four out of five times that Tony almost gets clipped within, like, the first three seasons is all Livia's fault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I just um, found it funny that Artie tried to kill him with a fucking hunting rifle at close range. <laughs> Scope and all. Yeah. He would have ate that motherfucker, dude. Like, if... Tony, Tony would have shoved that motherfucking thing so down his goddamn throat. Shoots him in the face, just punches him in the face. No, but Tony's just like... Yeah. He lowers, lowers the fucking the, the thing down. Because Artie can't shoot him. That's one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. That's his like that's his best friend. Mm-hmm. Even Artie Bucco knows that Tony's the one that And Tony tried to help this motherfucker. Yeah. He's like, hey, hey, I got these comp tickets to the Caribbean. I can't go. I want you to have them. You're my friend. And he's like, awesome. Thanks, Tony. You, you know, I need to get out of the restaurant. Me and the wife, you know, we really could use it because of that restaurant life. If you've ever worked at one of the people, if you're owner operator. It's a rough life because you're there all the time. You're living in a restaurant. Yep. yep. But it's under the guise that they might burn, they might shoot someone in this fucking restaurant. And, and already knows everything about what Tony's doing. Yeah, but oh, he's, yeah. he's blind to it, unlike his wife. Yeah, she calls him out on practically everything. Yes. She's like, you can't accept fucking tickets from God, the dawn of North Jersey. Yeah, from, <laughs> from Tony, Tony fucking, fucking Soprano. Soprano. <laughs> and she goes off and tells fucking Carmella, yeah, I fucked him. Yeah, in high school or whatever. That's I'm just, right. I'm just like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> you stupid fucking bitch. And like the thing is with uh, Carmela, it's like she's calm, but you can see in her eyes she's fucking smoking, burning. Because like she's going to kill him. It's not only him. she said she fucked him. She's like, yeah, I just fucked him, but I made my choices, and I'm happy with them. Knowing Carmela is seeing with her choices. And seeing being, red. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, she's married to Tony Soprano, but he's constantly fucking around on her. Mm-hmm. 
And like she's kind of stuck as opposed to Ari's wife who could do whatever the fuck she wants because she's not mobbed up. Yep. She's not tied to La Costa Nostra. Mm-hmm. And she does do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah, she's For real, though. <laughs> she fucking scares the shit out of me in that uh-huh. series, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it comes to the head with the whole hand scene. Yeah. When Carmela's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That right that, there. That, that snap. Oh, like, my like, God. Come here, like, come here. It's like, oh, you condescending bitch. I told my dad, I'm like, what is the sound of one hand clapping and then I point at Carmel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she's like the help in the for AJ's birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. Go get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. But yeah, Artie, Artie, is, Artie is a fucking, he's a weak character. Yeah. But he has to be because, you know, he's Artie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's already fucking Buko. That's so sad, too. He's crying his fucking eyes out talking about Vesuvio's being burnt down. And they're like, well, you got insurance, right? And uh, Christopher, drunk and high as fuck, just says, it could have been fucking worse. (laughs) (laughs) And like, he's like, it's better to have it burned down and you can rebuild it. People just not going back. He's like, and everybody looks at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's he's, already kind of comes back. He's like, why would people stop coming? And And Christopher like throws his hands up like all the other fucking goodies. It's ah, <laughs> daddy, I don't know, I don't know, because <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> they're really- all fucking idiots except Tony. <laughs> oh my god, I kind of just want to skip to Tony B in that whole fucking situation because yes. <laughs> it's like oh my god, these fuck ups. <laughs> but yeah, Artie wants like the the soccer coach's fucking head. Tony wants the coach's fucking head. You know the same the one that hooked up with uh. You know, with Meadows' friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, th- it kind of works in two parts. Um, going into the last episode, a hit is a hit. Um, oh, yeah. This kind of opens up with Tony and the crew robbing the Colombians. Uh, if you remember, uh, yep. they're going there to kill one guy, then they realize the whole place is stacked with cash. Because uh, they had all the suitcases full of money, the dishwasher was full of money. <laughs> and then there was three dudes waiting for them. Oh no no no! Well, you're thinking of the uh, I was thinking of the different uh, time when they robbed the Colombians when it was just Polly and another guy, but this is when it was uh, Polly, Big Puss, and Christopher. Yeah, and this is where we get Bokeem Woodbine. Um, he yep. plays uh, Master Genius, I think his name is. or something. Yeah, uh, like a rapper, record yeah. producer. Yeah, yeah, he was like the uh, Master like Genius. On, yeah. He's on the Jewish side of the mafia too, and mm-hmm. he kind of owns up. He wears that on his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Hesh, Hesh is part of. He was. Uh, Tony's dad's like best friend, and he's basically a, a bookie, a bookkeeper. He's yeah. kind of like um, uh, totally forgot his name. There's a big famous bookkeeper from the 1980s. His name is escaping me, but Ruby Stein. He's a lot like Ruby Stein, yeah. uh, where you know he's got tons of names in his black book, and he's made millions from it. And that's the thing about the, this uh, version of the mob too. They make a lot of their money from gambling too, mm-hmm. on top of you know robbing trucks, strip clubs, and this, that, yeah. and the other, laundering all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I found out later this is like the most hated episode by fans. Oh, I thought this was great. Yeah, this is actually the most hated episode because really? it kind of goes nowhere. Um, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like an Adriana centric. It's an Adriana and Christopher kind of like yeah, centered they, episode. They have a sit down with Hesh about uh, some money, and Hesh was big in the uh, R and B Motown mm-hmm. kind of era, yeah. where he kind of floated some money and had some songs, r- ripped yep. off the artists. Yeah, ripped off the artists. <laughs> that whole music business trope. <laughs> the story of Motown. Yeah. yeah, for real though. The, he had like this version of like the Jackson Five that he had uh, helped up get up in the like 60 uh, early 60s i think yeah and 
he kind of gets in an argument with this guy. And this guy, I like the end of Bokeem Woodbine, which is a great actor because he's in the, like, Dead from, Presidents and shit. From Fargo. But one, he uh, plays Shocker in a Fargo. Spider-Man movie. <laughs> That's right, That's he did. Right. That's right. I if you get a chance, watch too. Dead Presidents. He's in that. He he looks Dead like, Presidents is a great movie. He looks like evil Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's evil Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you remember what he did in fucking it's Dead Presidents? It's Cave Bell. You remember what he did in Dead Presidents? Fuck, it's he kept for... a Vietnamese head in his fucking bag. That's right. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it's... they told him, hey, man, get that stinking shit out of your goddamn bag. He's like, if I get rid of this, we're all going to fucking die. Yeah. He... <laughs> and like, remember, he digs, like a, he digs a little hole and puts the hand of a dead Vietnamese soldier in this hole and starts burying it. And then a mortar fucking hits them all. Yep. And three of them die. And he's like, what did I fucking say? <laughs> and in this episode, he kind of plays like a Suge Knight role. Yeah. He's like yeah, Suge Knight. Exactly like Suge Knight. Without the without the Snoop Dogg, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's got like murder. A, he's got like a gun in his fucking like glass case. Yeah, he's got a couple he's of like gold, has he's got Christopher gold, try out and he's shit. He's a couple golden guns. He says some weird shit about Godfather Three. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Oh no, so, I thought Godfather Three was underrated. <laughs> it wasn't. It was terrible. No, it, it sucked. Was a, that was a god awful movie. It sucked. All I think about is Francis Ford Coppola's daughter being in it and her just getting shot and dropping down and going, Dad. Yeah. Just no emotion, blank. <laughs> she, she's built. She's built for directing, not fucking. Yeah. And the acting. fucked up thing is that was supposed to be Winona Ryder's role, but she was busy with another movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That would have been a totally different. Probably would have been a lot more palatable if that was the case. But she then probably, again, she would be coming off what Heather's or like Dracula or. Uh, I think it was Dracula. I don't okay. know if it was Dracula. Oh, where she accidentally was... married Keanu Reeves in real life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. She accidentally married him in real life. Oh, shit. In Europe. I, like, the guy who does, like, the fake wedding. He's like, Are no, you he's, serious? He's straight up. He's straight up. Get the fuck out of here. I didn't know that. And they didn't find out until years later. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know in Romania you guys are married, right? Like, <laughs> Go figure. You're <laughs> fucking A. Every time I think of Renona Ryan, it's either Stranger Things or Heathers. <laughs> I, I fucking love Heathers. Heathers thing, is man. fucking rough. That's a gr- I love that movie, Is he casually raping a girl in the background? Nah, it's Christian. Slater. <laughs> <laughs> He's Christian Slater talking about feeding a brick to this girl. <laughs> Dude, it was a fucked up movie. Even for the 1980s, that was still a fucked Famous up movie. Famous line, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. What did she say to you? <laughs> that, that, Dude, I still use that fucking line to this day, and I've only met like a handful of people that know that shit. You gotta have seen that movie. What are we doing a podcast about underrated movies? Heather's is going to be on that list. Oh my god! Christian yeah. Slater turns into a suicide bomber. That's yeah. all you need. I gotta to watch this movie. <laughs> he blows himself up. Yeah, and she just looks rough as fuck. <laughs> she has the like the Looney Tunes character look, where she's got the black soot on her face and her hair is blown back and shit when she's coming back. Oh yeah, my a god. cigarette hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. It, it really it's is it's awesome. I love Winona Ryder it's too. Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it is. It is. You, you gotta watch it, man. It's fucking funny. Yeah. It's out there. So after after a hit is a hit, uh, we go on to episode 11. Yeah, there's three episodes uh, left in this. Yeah, so going into episode 11, it's uh, Nobody Knows Anything. Tony must find out if one of his uh, men is wearing a wire. This is where Jimmy uh, comes into the fold. Yes. Um, and it's the brothel kind of situation with the uh, cop. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you remember the cop who's getting information for Tony? Yeah. Uh, he was a dad. What was he a dad? He, he played a sitcom where he was a dad. I'm trying to remember. I can't recall he's been in a few other movies too mm-hmm. um it's like I, I can see his face and his roles but i just can't place the names I of the films either. yeah and so jimmy's released from prison and he goes to tony's house now here's the fucked up part about him going to tony's house was when jimmy got released he said hey we got a problem someone's wearing a wire yeah because they knew too much 
and this kind of sets the stage against uh, Big Pussy mm-hmm. uh, later on. Uh, and so, he, but he, ta- he I, I do like the fact that he goes to Tony first. Yeah, he's like, look, I got popped, I got arrested. Let me tell you exactly what the fuck happened. And it kind of, it kind of makes you think of like, if all the mob guys had just done this, it, it, it the mob would still be around. Like, yeah. most definitely, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, they're so. They talk about the whole like Rico drug thing. Yep, yeah. Where a lot of guys don't want to serve life prison, you know, for like a shit ton of meth. Essentially, it's like a, a, I could be a soldier. I get caught with like a hundred kilos of cocaine, but I'm not the only one that goes down because I have a connection to the boss of the family. So he goes down so to they build a case. top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. So they build a Rico case. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Jimmy, I, I kind of liked Jimmy for in a way. In yeah. a way, uh, he was funny. He was in a fucked up way. Um, but they do the whole scene where they kill him. And that was rough. <laughs> Where's your wire, you fucking rat? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's like, what do you want? You want a drink? You want something to drink? He's like, let me get a Diet Coke. And, like, Tony just says, is that... You no, no, no. Different guy. That was, that was, that's right. This is a different guy. Uh, uh, Jimmy gets into the back of the head. It's Christopher and uh, Sill. Because, like, yeah. he reaches for his gun because he realizes he's getting set up. And Sill just comes out of the fucking room with the silence pistol. Yeah. Um, and, you know, straight into the next episode because... I can't remember anything else that happened. There wasn't that. really anything. No, that one was I very much either. of a filler. Like, they finally figured out it was Jimmy, and then it's uh, basically filler shit from that point on. And we still get the whole, you know, um, the coach. Yeah. With the whole coach with Polly bringing up a TV. And I think there was, like, tensions building up as well between Junior and Tony still at that time. Yeah. So finally it, getting it, ready it, to come to a head. Because eventually it, co- it ends with uh, him killing Junior's number two in the forest. Yep. Yeah. And then um, also killing Patsy Parisi's brother, his twin brother, Spoons. Yep. Yeah. Philly Parisi. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, it's a twin thing. Well, the thing was with that... Uh, David Chase loved Don Grimaldi, the guy who plays both characters, so much because he made a good impression that he was just like, fuck it, let's put him on as a uh, as his twin brother. We'll write it into the show. Yeah, and Patsy, you know, he another guy who turns. Yep. You know, of all, like, we see so many people turn in this, this series, and it's kind of kind of crazy to watch because, like, when you find out that Ray, uh, Ray Castamata, I can't. I, I, he, he, he was he was an underboss. He was a uh, not an underboss, but he was a uh, captain of yeah, a crew yeah. uh, under Tony. And you find out he was wearing a wire too, because it was after Big Pussy died that everybody started wearing a wire, mm-hmm. and that that got me. Like when you find out Big Pussy oh, was one of the guys. Yeah, that, that seems rough. That was like one of the roughest scenes. And I hated his handler, the guy with the lisp. Oh yeah, um, uh, fuck, I oh, forgot his name. That guy's in Twenty Four. Yeah, it, was he in Twenty? Yeah, he you're a, right. You're I right. Think his name was. was Edgar in Twenty Four. Yeah, you're right. But he had that lisp. Yeah, well, not like a lisp, but like a. Very, like, very fast talking lift. Uh, he talked. He talked with his tongue out. What would yeah. always throw me off though was the fact that he would always dress like a street guy. Like he yeah. always dressed in the track suit and, and everything. <laughs> but I'm just sitting here going, "My God, I didn't know they made track suits that fucking big." <laughs> like God damn, dude. <laughs> it's just the mob. They got him that big. They found him on a truck. They're living they off fa- that. They, they fell off, off a truck. The tr- they fell <laughs> off a truck. They're living off that gabagoo and mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're living off high cholesterol. Yeah. Like uh, and hypertension. That's why Gigi Cicerone died on the fucking toilet later on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gigi. Yeah. He he dies. Like, the same. guy guy that killed uh, Spoons, yeah. He yep. dies on the fucking john. He dies taking a shit. Yeah, it's fucking rough. Yeah. And the fucked up thing is, it's 
it's uh, uh, the curse that exists in the show, too, of the April crew. Everybody that takes over the April crew always ends up dying. Yep. Yeah. That's why when Paulie gets offered later on in the series, he's just like, I've heard too much about that crew. Right. Kind of like, nah. Like, Yo, Paulie, I'm like, superstitious as fuck, because remember, like, the whole cat thing, looking at Christopher's picture? And then the psychic, too, where yeah. he fucking, he hears about all the people that he's killed over the years. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's fucking rough. <laughs> uh, but Tom, she said this out loud. I saw that shit. <laughs> I'm burning. I'm, I'm burning in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, going into this one, this is this was kind of a weird episode. Uh, the Custamatos, his neighbor, were hosting a uh, Italian exchange student, Isabella. Oh yeah, the woman he didn't mm. think was real for a minute. Right? Like, he, was, yeah. I, he thought he was having a fucking hallucination uh, about the woman next door. <laughs> yep. Who's like this gorgeous Italian woman? Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking gorgeous. Was she still? Was she the same actress that played that uh, the Italian boss that they go to visit? No, I don't. I think thought she because so. like I always thought that she was, and I'm like, part of me was like, that would have been a really cool casting decision. No, this, this woman was very young. That's right. And, yeah, you're uh, right. Because she she came over as an exchange student. Yeah, right. Um. um Another thing about the show: gorgeous Italian women just everywhere. And this is where we kind of see that. <laughs> we kind of see kind of a really fucked up thing is uh, Tony's friends with the FBI agent. Yeah, and Agent tell, Harris. Agent, now I remembered his name. Agent yeah, Harris tells it. him he's like, "Look, man, you you might need to relocate." Like fucking full on, just divulges that. Like yeah, like because there's there's a mutual respect I think in a way because of the way Tony kind of conducts himself as a leader is just like there's no not a lot of violence under Tony. There's not a lot of you know it's it's a structure. He he rules with not so much of an iron fist. It's docile in yeah. a way. It's docile, but it's also there's it's not a messy. The keeps yeah. his shit he's not, together. He's, he's not like a Phil Leotardo who's like, let's just kill this motherfucker. Let's just kill everybody that we can yeah. find. <laughs> yeah, like and like Junior who just wants to fuck up everything because no he gets angry too quick. Yeah. But no, Tony's able to kind of keep everything level, especially with his crew. Yeah. Um, he, like he, he does go off the handle a little bit, but it's it's a lot of external factors that make him do it. He doesn't go outright and kill people. No, no, he he takes a minute. Like he's smart. That's the thing. Like we find out in uh, one of the episodes that he has a high IQ of like one thirty six, mm-hmm. and like Tony B is the only other character that's probably smarter than him, but still gets whacked. Yep, <laughs> go figure. By by right. his own fucking cuts. <laughs> Better by him than Phil Leotardo. Yeah, because Phil would have tortured him. Yeah, because Phil's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah it's, go figure. And a whole theory about him. The Shah of Iran. Yeah, the Shah of Iran. <laughs> yeah. right. I fucking love that. Can you believe that cocksucker called me the Shah of Iran? <laughs> and like Butch is looking at him trying not to laugh, but he's like going, nah, I can't see it. But it's like, Butch, don't fucking lie. You could see that shit instantly. And the fucked up thing is I'm like, does he look like the Shah of Iran? I looked him up and I'm like, holy fucking he shit! Does, yeah, he it's looks like, like the, spitting image. The Butcher of Iran. Yeah, he looks like the Butcher of Iran. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Billy Bats. <laughs> oh, that, that, I, I told my dad, I think I think what would have been funny if, like, when he got killed, where he got shot in the head, is if somebody just ran up, shine box, bow! Yes. <laughs> now you go home and get your fucking shine box. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird fuck. Go to the good fellow. Just real quick. Go to the. Just leave. Just, just no. fucking leave. Well, dude, have you ever have you ever heard the story about that whole fucking thing too? Like, like the true story. The, the actual like they they got it almost to a T right, but the fucked up thing is Billy Bats, the actual guy, should have seen that coming. 
because uh, they come back with fucking uh, uh, vinyl bags, like the body bags, mm-hmm. like the mattress bags from back in the day. What was like Billy Bat saying? Like, oh, what are you doing with those? He was drunk. That oh. was the fucked up thing. Jimmy hung out there for a while, and then uh, Tommy. Keep in mind, Joe Pesci wasn't like how the actual Tommy D. Simone looked like. Tommy D. Simone was like six foot fucking four, two hundred pounds, stocky as mm-hmm. shit. And the thing was, Tommy was really unhinged, more so than they showed in the movie. Like, Tommy actually just straight up was testing out a sights of a gun with Henry and just shot a random guy walking down the road. And was just like, you see that? Good. <laughs> just psychopath. Like, <laughs> fucking psychopath. So it's a, no wonder why he got whacked. That's And also with Henry and Jimmy, they didn't get killed because of uh, the fact that they didn't fly off the fucking handle dude we should do like a do a we should do a deep dive into goodfellas oh like, dude i'd love so to. too especially with like what happened with henry hill like in real I'd life afterwards to. too him going back to prison and shit yeah that shit was wild coming on howard stern and- yeah dude <laughs> henry's a- henry's drunk again and he's making his way up yeah <laughs> <laughs> like nobody stopped him no just let him go exactly he's getting like phone uh, voicemails from like from guys going like oh we listening to you right now you fucking stool pigeon <laughs> I fucking oh my god I love that fucking episode and he doesn't even care he's laughing his ass no. off, drunk as shit opening up another beer sitting there too um, sorry I didn't mean to go no, off the no, track you, man no, you're fucking fine um, but yeah so this is where we then in, in the next to last in this next to last episode is the Kuzumoto golf thing okay so um, Tony this is kind of funny like his Kuzumoto's buddies had kind of were using Tony for like a storyteller type situation. Yeah, they were using him for entertainment, yeah, like their plaything. Yeah. And he didn't like that at all. No, even that cooked. shit hurt him. Yeah, and then because they're asking him stuff like, uh, "Hey, uh, hey, Tony, do you know? Do you know John Gotti?" Just dumb shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I knew John. I, I bid against him for an ice cream truck, and I lost because John outbid me. And do you know? The whole time he drove away, he just kept ringing the bell of that truck. And he's fucking with them the whole yeah. time. And their fucking faces are priceless. They're like, oh. Well, I like what he does to Kuzumato in this in this episode. He fills a box with sand and wraps it. I need you to hide something hey, for you me. About, hey, yes. you about doing me a solid and holding this for me? And he's like, you don't have to open it. Just, just hold on to it for me. I'll come back and get it. And it's the whole, like... It reminds me of you know the Henry Hill character. Here, hide this. And it's just like I would have just loved, like turn a fucking like over on just like and I would have say turn me on. <laughs> but then it's, then, fucking Kuzma. <laughs> just a narration, just real quick. And he talks to Lorraine Bracco too. And he goes like, reminds me of this one kid we made fun of with a little slow in the head. But he uh, had the uh, the the thing. What, what do you what do you, what do you call that? The the cleft palate. Yeah. <laughs> so we, 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 She's we, very nice about it. Yeah. And, and like, like the you fuck- shut the fuck up, Karen. <laughs> you are a psycho, just like every. I cannot see her as Melfi a lot of times. Well, dude, the <laughs> fucked up thing is the real Karen was fucking Paul. In uh, in like what the real shit that happened when Henry's in prison. Uh, Paul Servino's character. Uh, yeah. Paul, I forgot his last name right now. It's escaping me, but. Cicero, Cicero, Paul Cicero. He was actually sleeping with Karen while um, Henry was in prison. Oh shit! I didn't know this. Yeah, he was in. F- the reason why Tommy got whacked, uh, like the real reason why, is because he tried to rape Karen, and Paul fucking did not like that at all. So he gave him up to the uh, Gambinos about Billy Bats. That's how it all boiled down. Oh, I can't wait to do a deep dive. Yeah, dude. Good fellas. There's a lot of cool shit I learned about that just watching interviews and read. I love mob oh, stuff. I'd love to do a deep dive on Goodfellas. 
that guinea fest <laughs> much like this much like this I, I will say I love that they, they, call, they talk about Goodfellas oh that fucking guinea fest it's like half the cast is in the show yeah. like damn dude yeah. have some respects <laughs> like a Vincent Pastor who played Big Puss is in fucking Goodfellas for yeah. like two seconds yeah he's Paul the one moving he's the one moving the coats into the place uh, Larry Barisi's character mm-hmm. uh, his actor he's the guy who owns the fucking club that gets his ass kicked mm-hmm. by uh, Joe Pesci yeah uh, and Mo. Yep, Mo. Mo's yep, in yep, it. yep, yep. Uh, Karen, a um, handful of other characters. I'm trying to remember. You can't. It's kind of hard to say all of them. Oh, dude, no, you're fine. There's a lot of people that are like interchangeable throughout that. Frank Vincent, uh, who yeah. played Steve, uh, Billy, Billy Otardo. Yep, and yep. Billy Bass, Billy yep. Otardo yep. for sure. And so going into the last one, this is where uh, Jimmy gets whacked. Jimmy Altieri going into the last episode, uh, episode 13. I dream of. Jenny Cusimano, which I think is just fucking hilarious. Because this is just two episodes of fucking with his neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> the fucked up thing is, is that uh, his wife, his neighbor's wife, Jeannie uh, Cusimano, her sister is like one of the higher ups in the FBI too, which is even fucking worse. Yeah, so she he's works like, for the Justice Department. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And he's like playing with fire. So like this whole like the first time I watched this season, I was like, "Fuck, dude, he's really poking the bear now." Well, like uh, that's what I kind of liked about it was like it's that shock and awe. Yeah. Of oh, I'll do whatever fuck I want. This fly by night type thing, you know. He's he's he does live a very risky life. Oh yeah, he he kind of has that he kind of has that gaudy vibe to him, but he's got more of a I don't know if you ever really read anything on the Philly mob. Uh, the Irishman touches on it, but they don't touch on uh, Nicky Scarfo, who was kind of like that. He was just a little bit more like Philly Otardo meets Tony Soprano. Like we're gonna kill fucking everybody that I have the slightest paranoia might be a rat or somebody that's yeah. gonna fuck me over. Yeah. No loose ends. No, no loose, loose ends. ends. Yeah. <laughs> For real. You fucking rat. <laughs> <laughs> just, just choking some dude out. <laughs> I think I think one of the funny things is that, you know, they don't really touch on uh, about like all their business at parts of it. No, it's they like don't. how they how they sneak into businesses. Like yeah. going back to episode uh, one and two where that guy he beats up, they they kinda Tony's smart enough to say, Hey, I'll tell you what, let's make a fake doctor's office and what you're gonna do is you're gonna write fake HMO payouts. Yep. And it's like, that's a brilliant fucking idea. I mean, it's kind of like the uh, the gas scheme that happened in the uh, 70s and 80s. Uh, dude ended up making a whole bunch of shell companies, essentially charged less than what they were uh, charging for a gallon for a dollar on the gallon mm-hmm. of gas. Took that money and just put it out the back door. Made yeah. way more. Practically made, I think, like $10 million each month. So oh, yeah. you do the fucking math. Anything where you can make and it's a ca- when cash is involved. Oh, dude, it, it's yeah. easy like laundering money. There, uh, there's all a lot of your turnkey stuff. Like I, that'd be the only reason I'd open up arcade. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got arcade? Yeah, yeah. It's not busy today. Man, that's why the- how much? How, how much you making last month? Hundred thousand dollars. How the fuck did you? Don't ask questions. We you have Miss Pac-Man. We have Miss Pac. Iconic. Great, great, game. great game. You ever play it? Great game. Go it's play broke, it. It's broke every Tuesday. Well, that's why they, <laughs> that's why they base all their shit out of strip club, too. Yeah, well, you it's, hear, it's cash heavy. You yeah. just hear screams coming from the back room. What was that? Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nah, we got, we got a new girl back here working on the pole position. <laughs> pole position? What is this, 1985? <laughs> Maybe you should leave. Get the fuck out of here. I'll tell you what. He hand, hand him like a thing as quarters. Hey, why don't you go play uh, Robocop versus Terminator? <laughs> The old data cop fucking arcade. 
You know that, that Miss Pac-Man's a real whore. <laughs> She's a whore, Tony. She's a whore. Uh, when we get to Ralph Cipperetta, oh my god, we're gonna have a feel. That that'd be Fucking a three-hour Pant- episode. Joe Pantoliano is my favorite man. Oh, oh, god. He's god. so great, but what a piece of shit. He's character. like a piece of shit, but possibly the greatest piece of shit ever. <laughs> so so many weird circumstances around Ralph Cipperetta. He was hey, very. How did he get hit by an arrow? They're playing Lord of the Rings outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get impaled by a fucking arrow. Oh. <laughs> what are you, a fucking animal rights activist? You eat sausage and peppers by the carload. <laughs> just that was the initial oh, fucking. Cat. That was what killed him with that last line. <laughs> God, what a fight scene too. That was brutal, bro. That Knocked was because Tony almost lost that shit. Like halfway almost. through that fight, if he didn't get him on the ground, that would have been in for Tony. <laughs> Nah, the I fucking it, raid spray yeah, is what won spray. it. Oh, God, I got a DDT. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that reminds me of something Tony does when he goes to that garden place a lot. He's like, oh, we got this uh, environmentally safe clean cleaner. He's talking to a teenager, and he's just, he leans in, and he's like, yeah, I bought that last time. Like, you got any of that DDT back here? <laughs> it's just like something that was banned in like 1979. Right. <laughs> he's like, uh, sir, that's... That's very bad for the environment. Oh, you don't got like a stockpile back here. It's just like, Come on, stop trying to con an eighteen year old giving you a fucking banned chemical. I think, you better off buying meth. I think my favorite scene is still. I, I think this happened in the first season where Puss and uh, uh, Paulie are in a fucking coffee shop. It's supposed to be like Starbucks. Yes, and, and Paulie's just, yes, just getting progressively more pissed fucking off. pissed off about how like they're stealing ideas from Italians. Yeah. First the espresso. <laughs> the cappuccino, the French, and he steals. He steals a fucking like coffee press for the fucking <laughs> shelf. Puts it in his fucking jacket too, like old school style. Like he's still wearing the fucking zoot suit. I'm, I'm taking it back, puss. <laughs> I like I like big pussy uh, approaching that girl at the register. He's like, hey, hun. My friend, because the whole premise was they're looking for a teacher's car. Yep. Yeah. This yeah, is the like whole episode two. It's AJ the whole science teacher. Yeah. And. They kind of like do a meta joke about Big Pussy because like AJ's like, yeah, my uh, my uncle Big Pussy found this. Your uncle, uncle Pussy. pussy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he, he works in cars. He's like, oh, oh. wow, that's that's crazy. He's like, and he's like, looks at the wow, even the key's different. That's wild. He opens the trunk. Uh, it's yellow on the inside. And he's just like, he goes to put the trunk. And his hands are covered in paint. And it's yep. just like you just stole another car, <laughs> painted it, and gave it back to me. You <laughs> piece of shit. But he he pressures that girl at the register. He's like, hey, hun. Uh, my buddy uh, was in here and we saw one of your guys out there he had an earring uh, but he dropped his money clip and it's like a fat stack of cash yeah and we're just trying to find out where he is so we can return it to him uh, and she's just casually saying yeah there's like a thousand fucking of these restaurants around here (laughs) yeah they find that motherfucker and they find him and it's a gay couple and it's Mike Epps fucking Mike Mike Epps Epps is in that shit that was the funniest shit to me So, there's actually a lot of like stars that just show up just randomly just pop in they never get credited too it's just except for like Frank Sinatra Jr. David Lee Roth stuff like yeah. that and you got like Lady Gaga which still throws me the fuck <laughs> off Which, like, like, she was like a teenager and she was probably still just like Stephanie such and such doing open mics in Los Angeles yeah, or yeah doing fuck. all her jazz stuff <laughs> yeah but she, just, she looks like a regular person <laughs> yeah. that's still trippy to me dude yeah. what the fuck but yeah like what uh, thoughts on season one like Overall, like I think it's it's, it's a, a solid sun, it's, it's a, a solid season compared to the rest. Like season yeah. six is probably the roughest because it comes out in two parts. Yep, I, I feel like uh, season one. Um, originally, I felt like the whole series kind of started off as a uh, like a dramedy type of thing where it's like uh, there, there's a lot of there's drama to it, but the comedy element kind of wanted over throughout it. Uh, I think when Jimmy finally gets killed is where you have that. Uh, 
paradigm shift in terms of the narrative of the story but overall great great way to start a series and it's like like we talked about you know cutting edge for like the the time as far as storytelling as well too because we had all watched you know everybody watching this you know in real time probably had seen godfather and goodfellas casino Casino, stuff like that and you get those elements but Mm -hmm. you also get you know parodies of those elements too where it's like it exists in that universe and they make references to it i I also love the fact they make real world references also where it's like uh one of the scenes that tony's watching watching um, TV at the Bing, like in the office, mm-hmm. and they got a actual former Genovese member that's talking about the inner workings of the mob, and Tony's mm-hmm. throwing shit at the TV, and they're talking shit about it. And Paulie changes the channel. Yeah. Hey, yeah. what are you doing? Turn it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I forgot to mention this, but in the last episode, this is where they reintroduce the Suvios. Yep. They got the new, he's got the new spot back open. Yep. And uh, I just love them trying to Artie is blind to this motherfucker. I don't know. If he, I don't know if he's blind. I think he's just willfully ignorant. ignorant. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be like willfully, willfully ignorant, just because he doesn't want to deal with the fact exactly. that this guy just like fucked you over like wholeheartedly. I mean, you got a new restaurant, but it's like you had your heart and soul in that old place. And this is going into the whole when Tony finds out that his his mom and his uncle had a plot against him to kill him. Yeah. Where, where he sends uh, those two uh, thugs. Where yeah. He's got, the, where he's, he's got the Tropicana. And the Tropicana mm-hmm. gets shot to shit. Yeah. yeah. And it's all like, it's just an homage to like how, what happened to Don Corleone when he's behind oranges. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, holy shit, I never even realized that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's, you're like, right. there's a whole like, if you watch it, just, just like go, when you go back and watch it as many times as I have, you kind of see like, yeah, that's a Godfather reference. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, because in mm-hmm. the Godfather, every time there's oranges, someone's about to get killed. We, we try to explain this to Alex, like the, the, the Godfather series a few times. And uh, I think the funniest scene in that whole thing was in Godfather 2. And I, me and you had talked about it. The best acting I've ever seen in my life. Don Finucci? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Where Diane, uh, uh, who was it? Um, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton is talking to fucking Al Pacino. And oh. it's near the end of the fucking movie. And she's like, I had an abortion, Michael. And the way Al Pacino's face barely moves, he's wide eyed. And it's Al Pacino. He's just, his eyes are wide as shit. You could tell like the fires of hell are building up in this motherfucker. And she said, it was a boy. And then Al Pacino goes, whap! And just smacks yeah. her in the fucking face. Just snaps. And I'm just like, that's the best acting I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> but how, do you, how do you show someone just holding resolve long enough to think about how hard you need to and hit a motherfucker? And especially a character like that too, man. Because he, he's just this cold and calculated. He's not like Fredo or Sonny. Sonny had anger issues. Fredo was too... Dumb. Had an inferior... <laughs> Inferiority complex, yeah. Yeah, and like, uh, I would love to do a deep dive on just the Godfather series, just one and two, not three. But (laughs) I'm fine with that too. (laughs) Joey Zaza, (laughs) Casino, we could do that. Oh yeah, Um, Casino. That that's actually uh, yeah. There's another movie where I hate a blonde woman, Sharon Stone. Yeah, really. (laughs) What a dumb bitch. (laughs) Okay, so the fucked up thing is about her character is the fact that uh, the real guy Lefty Rosenthal was actually the biggest piece of shit ever like he was fucking around on her left and right which mm. is and she was a real supermodel like uh her name was um sherry something she was a big supermodel back then so there was a reason why she went fucking nuts but that's a whole yeah slew of shit for a different day it's like I a could, chick from cocaine cowboys yeah for real <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a model with sherry stone <laughs> it's like you, I, you, you, you caught kilos coming out of a cessna <laughs> like there's no way in hell <laughs> maybe sharon stone might have been near the cessna at one point to get on her private jet yeah <laughs> yeah 
But I, yeah, guys, that's uh, that's season one and half of Goodfellas. Yeah, <laughs> I could talk about the mob shit all oh, day, God. man. We'll, we'll do all a whole gangster day. series. We'll, yeah, I was gonna say, let's do a whole fucking series. Yeah, we'll do a whole gangster series. I could break we'll this add shit it, down, man. We'll add it to the. Uh, we'll call it Gangster Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Or awesome. no, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll name it. I gotta say, it turned me on. <laughs> that's the name of the fucking gangster series. I gotta say, it turned no, me on. That's the tag. That's the tag. Alex has got to do like a fucking some graphic art and shit too for like the seat. It's just Karen's hand Karen's, with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fantastic we can't get sued for that there's no way yeah. <laughs> it's a ham holding a gun yeah what are they gonna do break in and I'm just pouring podcasts down the toilet <laughs> oh god <laughs> hurry up 